Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Hey, it's Jan from Toyota, reminding you that Toyotathon is on and here to help make your holidays extra magical. How? Maybe it's driving in a Tacoma in search of the perfect hill to sled down. Popping from store to store in a Prius to find the perfect gift. You did it. How'd you know? Or it could be something much more simple, like surprising loved ones in a RAV4 hybrid. You made it, Bobby! <laughs> You're all grown up! And seeing their faces light up when you pull up to their home. Stop by Toyotathon and make this holiday one to remember. It's the perfect opportunity to gather with your friends and family, both near and far. Dealer inventory may vary. Current offers on these vehicles end November 30th. Offers are subject to change throughout Toyotathon, which ends on January 3rd. See your participating Toyota dealer for details. Toyota, let's go places. What's going on, Facebook? What's going on, Twitter? It's Belly Up Fantasy Live. You guys, Chris, Tom, Billy, and Ryan here for week 17. It's going to be a good one. Week 17, guys. Welcome in the Belly Up Fantasy Live. We've got Tom, we've got Billy, we've got Ryan, and I'm Chris, your host. All four of us are back in the saddle, baby. Ryan, let's get right into it. Let's do it, man. Well, let's talk about the Belly Up Bowl. Let's. I want to do this from the beginning. I want to shout out to our winners. We got first place. Russ J. 75 from Roberto Aguayo division, winning the title. There he is, Rusty. Nicely done. Well, great season. Second, we got Jay Miller from Keyjana Carter. Third, we have Brejillo from Lawrence Phillips. Those were our top three point scorers. Congratulations. Everybody who played this year was a great, great year. Uh, but awesome that Rusty's in the chat right now. We can say what's up. Great, great season, guys. You better be ready to come back and defend it from us next year because I'm coming. Yeah, Rusty, uh, congratulations on your title, sir. Um, it will be a short-lived one because we're going to be rocking hard to come get get that title from you. Uh, I know that Billy and you know each other, so I'll let this one slide. <laughs> Thank you so much. Billy and Ryan did such a great job this year on it. 
Um, we ended up donating $1,200 to St. Jude. We'll get something out on social medias uh, tomorrow. We've got a graphic as well. Um, so maybe you'll have to get yourself a, a Twitter account, Rusty. Uh, Billy can show you how to set one of those up. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him rocking for sure. I'm, I'm sure he's uh, anxious to get back with us. He's had some luck in uh, some other online big leagues too, so I haven't had a chance to ask him how he did. But uh, we're in a home dynasty league together, and uh, him, he's been making deals all day today since we uh, progressed the league into 2021 offseason already. So it's been a fun day. Uh, my phone is almost dead from just trade talk and negotiations <laughs> pretty much all day today. So it was a good time. Gotta love it. It's dynasty startup season right now, right, Tom? So you gotta love this season. Hey, man, dynasty season is just starting, right? We got a lot to talk about over the coming weeks. Yeah, I know Ryan's really excited about it, right? Yeah. Flex his muscle right now. Um, man, I, I want to get right into this, though, guys. Um, our, our sponsored Manscaped, proudly sponsored by these guys. Um, support belly up fancy live in our our podcast man so i want to tell you about the best thing about grooming below the waist about manscaped uh there's great precision engineered tools for your family jewels and become sophisticated this holiday season guys i know christmas is over we're moving on into the new year people are either got their christmas trees still up uh or you've already taken them down um the great thing about the holiday season is let's get refined guys let's get sophisticated let's keep pushing right um as y'all can see i shaved today so i i did it all top to bottom baby i'm slick like a dolphin today guys so tis the season to get manscaped join me get 20 percent off today and free shipping with promo code belly up fantasy uh your family jewels will thank you so that's get 20 percent off again and free shipping with promo code belly up fantasy at manscaped.com so let's move on to the week 17 matchups, Ryan. I'm about that life. Let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Is our homestead text trying the Dallas Cowboys facing the New York football giants. This game playoff implications on the line. You've got the six and nine Cowboys, the five and 10 New York giants. The over under is 44 and a half points. Uh, geez. I mean, what 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 do you expect out of this game? Because I, I really don't know who's going to show up. Which Andy Dalton are we going to see? Last week, Andy Dalton completed 22 of 30 passes for 377 and three touchdowns with only one interception over the Eagles, uh, Tom's Eagles. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about that here pretty soon as well. And Dalton showed that he was a QB1 last week. He was the quarterback four on the week, 26.6 points. Um, geez, he, he lit it up, right? Zeke showed that. He is still a running back one, uh, 19 for 105, four for 34 um, versus the explosive Tony Pollard for eight touches and 13 uh, total yards. Zeke was the running back 11 last week who, if you think about it, you got CMC, Saquon, and Zeke. And you throw in Kamara, right? Because Kamara is obviously the number one guy. But out of those four guys, and, and you, you exclude Kamara, Zeke had the best year because he played throughout the entire year. Zeke, in his 10-year career in the NFL, has never been on the injury report. For a bell cow workhorse running back like the guy he is, who averages 4.7 yards per carry 
and 97 yards per game in his entire career. He has never been on the injury report. He is a safe bet, and that is why, Zeke, I'm planting my flag again for you, Zeke. He will be my 1.01 in the fall because the volume's there. Dak's going to be back, and boy, howdy, is Zeke going to run it up. And I'm going to go to his wide receiver counterpart out of C.D. Lamb, the rookie, who should have been offensive rookie of the year. But Dak went down, so C.D. still shined. C.D. Lamb last week had five targets, 65 yards, and a touchdown. And he showed his athleticism and his football prowess when he ran that one back for a secondary touchdown. So you got to love that, especially as a fantasy owner. Um, Tom, I know this one hurt for you last week. But you got to admit, some of these guys flash and you like it for your fantasy team. What do you what do you think, brother? You know, I'm not even mad that they flashed. Like, it's not going to lie, as an Eagles fan going into last week, as soon as the game started, or, well, maybe not as soon as it started, but after, I don't know, halfway through the second quarter, you knew the direction it was going and you said, all right, great. No major injury, like no ACLs, nothing like that to anybody that, like a Jordan Mailata that, I know I am. I think a lot of guys are hopeful for next year for the Eagles. So by all means, Dallas guys, go ahead and score your balls off against the Eagles. Help people's fancy teams out at least. But here's my biggest thing, right? We were talking about the running back situation in Dallas. Uh, Obviously, Tony Pollard, explosive. Um, I mean, last week, not a great week for him. Uh, Only got two fantasy points. Um, But the week before, 25.2 right so it's he might not be a guy that you can start week to week but if you really need a running back it might be worth that kind of you know roll of the dice to put him in there on the other hand though Zeke you were saying he's gonna be your 101 you're saying he is a top running back with CMC with Saquon guys like that do you know how many times since week six he scored more than 10 fantasy points Mm, I can tell you really quickly. Goes on one hand. Not a lot. Twice. That's not top. Well, Ezekiel Elliott on the year is the running back 10 in PPR formatting. So out of the other two guys, he has been the best, and he has returned on value at that top four pick. So out of the top four, best guy out of them, except for Kamar, obviously. You're right. I'm including Michael Thomas in there. You're right. And hey, the best ability is availability. And he's been available. But the problem is since week five, that was his last, you know, like the one through five, he was over 10 points every week. Since then, there's a lot of running backs I'd rather start than Ezekiel Elliott and are worth, I'd rather pick somebody else with that top pick personally. Unless he turns it around next year, which we talked about before the season, he is at the point where running backs with the number of touches through high school, college, and NFL, they start to drop off. I had some concerns going into the year for it, and I think that they've been realized late in the year. Uh, Billy, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'll do a little reflection on 2020 as it was kind of an awkward year, but Dak was started out the year as an MVP candidate, Zeke, Ended up RB10, as Chris alluded to, uh, even though we thought he disappeared midway through the season. Uh, Cooper and Lamb, wide receiver 15 and 16. And Michael Gallup came on late with four touchdowns in his last five games. 
So, I mean, this is a really talented offensive group moving into 2021. And Dalton Schultz, we should see him climb from tight end 16 with a healthy Dak next year. Uh, if Dallas wins this week, Washington football team loses to Philly, they're a playoff team, which is craziness. Uh, I mean, if you can believe that. Losing record, NFC East, uh, quite the battle down the stretch. Uh, and their needs are mostly on the defensive side of the ball moving forward. They're, and, uh, you know, I, I think this is a pretty solid team. Coming to this game, I, I think they handle business. I, I like what I saw last week out of Andy Dalton and the gang. This team with a full plethora of guys running it, uh, this is a hard offense to stop. And the Giants, they have a good defense. They played better as of late, even though they've had some weaker matchups. Uh, but I like Slayton in this game quite a bit. He had a big game against him last time. I think he had about a 20-point game. They have a solid receiving core with Slayton, Shepard, and Tate. Ingram's a pro bowler at tight end. And there's reason for optimism in New York with their defense showing potential, like I said. So uh, I like Dallas, minus three. They should win this game, and I'm smashing the over. As you know, the Giants want to spoil the Cowboys' hopes. Uh, but I'm starting your Cowboys and Darius Slayton. I'm saying he goes out with a bang with 100 yards and two scores this week. Yeah, I agree with the Slayton call. I want him in all my DFS. The Cowboys have been torched uh, by receivers this year. Um, I am off Zeke this week. I just don't like what I see right now. Give me Dak back before I feel comfortable going back with him. I know he had a good game, but I think Dalton might start lighting it up again. Uh, Cooper, obviously, like you said, you already talked about most of the stuff that I would talk about. Well, the One thing I want to talk about that I'm impressed with is Evan Ingram didn't really miss time. And that was a big thing for me coming into this year is he's going to, is he going to be able to stay on the field? So next year I'm going to be feeling better about Ingram than I did this year, just because he was able to stay healthy. Even if he misses this game for some reason, I know he's a little banged up. This is what I wanted to see from Ingram. And so for me, give me more Evan Ingram on the other side, Blake Jarwin's probably going to be pooping on uh, Dalton Schultz parade next year, but I don't like him in this matchup anyways. New York is good against the tight end. So for me, I like Slayton, and I like the trio receivers on the other side. The problem is knowing which one to get is going to be tough. Tom, you wanted to take us into the next matchup? Yeah, man. Next game we got up here is Minnesota 6-9 uh, and nine going into Detroit 5-10. and 10. Uh, Over under 54.5. You know, obviously – Last week of the season, you always got divisional matchups. Both of these teams knocked out of the playoffs, though. You know, it's just kind of a, a game for pride here. Uh, with that being said, being a divisional game, they'll play for that pride. Um, biggest thing here, Dalvin Cook out this week. Unfortunately, his father passed, so he's not going to be playing. Um, you know, unfortunate situation there, regardless of the fantasy uh, aspect of it. When it breaks down to fantasy, uh, if you are in week 17, that is a big loss. Um, you know, with that being said, <laughs> Billy, unfortunate, my friend. But with that being said, um, the biggest thing I would highlight, you know, we all know about Theon Jefferson Cousins, all that. Uh, Alexander Madison and Amir Abdullah. Less Amir Abdullah, but Madison questionable going into the week. We anticipate he's going to be the RB1 uh, you know, for them. Albeit maybe not the flashiest name, but if you need somebody to pick up, could be a pretty cheap option. He's going to be out on waiver wires. Um, and if you look back at his production in you know weeks four and five, when he got you know pretty decent amount of touches, week four managed seven point seven points, and then week five when Dalvin Cook was out for the full game, managed thirteen point six, which isn't nothing. And again, if it's somebody that you're really just trying to throw in a flex or get somebody on DFS for a really low price that could be a pretty viable option. 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's number one. I caught that one pretty quickly, but that was number one. Uh, I agree with everything you said, but I do want to highlight one guy that you, that we went over just because he's a lock, right, for a wide receiver one already as a rookie. There's no way he's going to have a sophomore breakout because his breakout was in year one. He's the offensive rookie of the year in my mind. Uh, Justin Jefferson, he stepped into that Stefan Diggs role and just flourished in this offense. Um, geez, he's the wide receiver eight right now, uh, 251.9 points. His expected points was less than 200. Uh, and he is just flying through this offense. He's just got a great look of the game right now. Right now, he's 110 yards shy of Anquan Bolden's rookie season record of 1377. So, I'm looking for Justin Jefferson this week to eclipse that record uh, and just, you know, have another uh, badge of honor, you would say, for his offensive rookie of the season, offensive rookie of the year uh, candidate. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So last, so this is my deal, right? In my, one of my home leagues, Ryan, Billy Tom, it's my Kappa Sig league. Uh, It's my brothers from Sam Houston state. And we've been playing about five years together. It's been my hubris to drop a number one wide receiver week one. So last year, I had DJ Chark on my team, drafted him. And after week one, for some reason, I dropped him. Well, buddy buddy picked it up. He ended up doing really well with him. This year, I did the same thing with Justin Jefferson in this league. I have no idea why. I just said, you know what? I don't need him. I don't need a purple people here on my team, I guess. I don't know what it was. Uh, the LSU thing, I guess. But I dropped him, and I was like, wow, back-to-back seasons, so bad, so terrible. But Justin Jefferson, if you're rocking him, man, in Week 17, fire him up with confidence. Uh, and next year, man, look to draft him pretty early. Yeah, I learned that lesson with uh, Odell Beckham several years ago. I had coming off an injury lit in the middle of the year, didn't do much for me, dropped him, ended up getting beat by my buddy who picked him up and played him against me. So I've uh, really learned to, you know, have a little more patience as, a, as I get going with some of these receivers. Some of them are really impressive. But, yeah, like you said, Madison, the question mark, is coming off a, a concussion, just had an emergency appendectomy a couple weeks ago. And if he's not playing, I don't know about Boone and Abdullah. We saw what uh, Mike Boone did last year when he was given the opportunity uh, championship week, he burned a lot of people, a lot of uh, a lot of you know Viking owners there. So, uh, one last bang for Thielen and Jefferson owners. Also, Irv Smith, three consecutive games with four or more receptions, at fifty plus yards, and in, in, uh, two and a t- touchdown in two of his last three games. These are awesome DFS options and definite starts if you're playing a week seventeen. And I'm eyeballing Cousins this week as well, just a matchup. So, uh, Swift is about the only line I care about with. Stafford maybe not being in the lineup. Um, Minnesota got torched last week by Kamara. And, and uh, Detroit will have to run if Stafford can't go. So shout out to my Iowa boy, Hawkinson, for a great sophomore campaign. Starting the Pro Bowl for the NFC after a kind of a little bit of a disappointing rookie year, uh, bringing it back, showing you the talent that he has. So uh, Detroit, looking to the offseason for them a little bit. They need to re-sign Kenny Galladay. Kind of a question mark for them and uh, Stafford as well. Tough situation given uh, Galladay's injury history. And a lot of Stafford speculation. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if these lines give much of an effort. I really think the, the Vikings come out and roll these guys. Yeah, for me, y'all did cover a lot of what I was going to say. Not having Stafford. If he has, if we had Stafford, I would love Marvin Jones this week. 
because they can't – They, I mean, their defense hasn't been bad, but Marvin Jones is the guy I would be looking at. Hawkinson's still an option for me. Thielen and Jefferson all day. I love Cousins with the matchup in DFS. And then if Madison goes, look, I've seen enough from him to know that, that, that that's there. He is very talented. He's just got a volume issue, and that, that might not be the case if they get a nice lead against a really terrible defense. So uh, for me, I like Madison even more than I like Swift. Because I don't think Detroit's going to be able to run the ball as much when they get behind early on. So for me, as as much as the Swift uh, matchup makes sense, and you know he could get a lion's share of the workload, but I'm honestly going to be more interested in Madison, especially at his price point in DFS. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Which moves us to Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Unless y'all got anything else to say. Pittsburgh and Cleveland, a game I thought I'd be way more excited about, but it looks like we might be seeing a little Rudolph sighting so close to Christmas. Is that confirmed yet? Are we sure that Ben is not playing? Have we locked that in? Okay. God, don't touch anybody from Pittsburgh. And I'm serious. Nobody from Pittsburgh should be touched in this game. Mason Rudolph is terrible. Plus the whole narrative with Miles Garrett from last year and the Cleveland defense getting embarrassed, Cleveland getting embarrassed. Uh, they're going to win this game. Pittsburgh is not going to have an offense to go with. Cleveland's going to figure out Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh's going to limp into the playoffs. Really not looking so good. I, I liked what I saw last week in the second half, but the first half terrified me. Uh, I still love Nick Chubb. I don't care what the defense is. And I know he didn't have a big, big game last week, but that's why I'm doubling down. And I think Landry should get enough volume to make him worthwhile. And then Austin Hooper is a guy that has come on a lot lately. Uh, I don't care that the receivers are back. I think Cleveland's offense starts getting tuned up for playoffs, which they will win this game. So to me, I got a little bit of exposure, especially on the studs for Cleveland. Otherwise, I am not touching this game. And the over-under 42 – I don't even know where to start with that because I know Pittsburgh has a good D, but their offense is going to be anemic with Rudolph. So, no, I'm not going to touch this uh, Pittsburgh team. Literally nobody there. Tom? Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's one of those moments where, I mean, Pittsburgh doesn't really care what happens. They're into the playoffs. It Really, you're not getting home field advantage unless you're Dallas or you know, like unless you're in Texas or Florida. That's the only people that can really care about home field advantage and have some sort of fans in the stands. I think uh, Buffalo is getting 6,500 people. That's really not going to make a huge difference in the grand scheme of things versus resting a starter this week. Um, so unless you're going for the number one seed, not going to matter. These teams aren't. Um, but with that being said, uh, if the Browns do care, 
because they're actually still fighting to get into the playoffs. They're trying to beat out the Ravens, get that wild card spot. So, like we said, with Rudolph in there, fade everyone from Pittsburgh. It's just going to get nasty for them. Um, and, I mean, honestly, pretty much anybody from Cleveland, they're going to be slinging the ball and trying to score points because they want to crush Pittsburgh and make it to the playoffs. Yeah, that's 100% right. I think Baker has a bounce-back game this week. Um, Nick Chubb, obviously, right? He's going to run real hard over these guys. It's going to be pretty physical. It always is between these two teams. But, gentlemen, 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 the running back eight on the year versus the running back 13, where you drafted him, just terrible. Kareem Hunt, everybody. The Cleveland Browns running back one. Versatile can do it all. Last week, 11 yards and a touchdown. Saved your fantasy day if he was in your flex, like he was in mine in a couple leagues. Let's go. You've got to put him in as a mid-range flex this week. So he's your flex guy. He's going to fix it. Get him in there. Kareem Hunt, 213.4 points versus Nick Chubb's 190. Granted, Nick Chubb did not play every single game this year, but we mentioned you got to have the volume. Availability is the best thing. So Kareem Hunt, let's go. Fire him up. Super nice. Everyone's right about Pittsburgh. You got to fade these guys. It's just not so good. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, why start Rudolph? Is this some foreshadowing that Big, Big Ben may be out in 2021? I mean, it just seems kind of weird to me that you would – you know, it's kind of an unwritten rule. You try to not let your division rivals into the playoffs. It just seems really weird uh, MO for Pittsburgh this week. But the Browns are playing for a playoff first, winning in for them. Otherwise, it gets really complicated for them, assuming he handles business versus Jacksonville. I really think Hunt and Chubb need to take over this game. I don't think it bodes well for the Browns if they lean on uh, Baker Mayfield to sling it all over the yard. I mean, this secondary is pretty good for Pittsburgh, and it kind of plays into Pittsburgh's hands. It might even let them have an opportunity where they get a leg up just playing their defense uh, if the Browns try to go that route. So hopefully they keep it on the ground, keep it in the playmaker's hands. Ten wins and no playoffs may be the most Browns things of 2020 if they don't get this done. Uh, For 2021, just kind of looking ahead, they still need a true number one wide receiver. Is OBJ going to be that guy? And, uh, you know, defense, defense, defense. That's where most of their team need uh, end up kind of laying going into this offseason. Uh, you guys got anything to add here? Quick thought. On, yeah. on the Steelers bench in Roethlisberger, I don't necessarily think it's as weird as it seems. Obviously, you don't want your division rivals getting in. But I will say I have a feeling that they would rather face the Browns than the Ravens when it comes into the playoffs. Albeit Lamar Jackson can't play in the playoffs. He doesn't know how to do it. Um, and I know that I'm going to get roasted by somebody in the comments here for being an Eagles fan. But, uh, you know, we haven't seen good play from Lamar in the playoffs. So I think that um, either team, I think Pittsburgh's confident. But I think that rathering to have the Browns in there gives a little bit of background to why they might bench Roethlisberger. But also keep him healthy. Obviously, he is, what, 36, 37, 38, you know, you're an older quarterback, might as well try and give him a week off if you're locked in. Uh, I never want to see a team three times. That would be my worry, but uh, yeah. You're going to see one of them either either way. 
true. That's true. I guess uh, the Browns are the lesser of two evils. The Ravens are just hot right now. So it brings us to the next game, guys. We got a pretty interesting one. We got Miami at ten and five, traveling to Buffalo twelve and three. Uh, thanks to Josh Allen, I missed a five peat by three tenths of a point. Uh, in, in the meantime, he made my prediction of Stephon Diggs having three touchdowns correct, but I would have much rather been wrong about that uh, and won that five peat. But uh, hey, can't win them all, right? Uh, Miami may be missing Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant's doubtful. So Gusecki and, and Gaskins are great starts here. And I also like Lynn Bowden with the absence of Grant in that flex spot or maybe a deeper league if you're still playing. Uh, Buffalo's allowed the ninth fewest points to running backs and the second fewest points to wide receivers over the last month. But we saw them get, get gashed by Sonny Michelle and rookie J.J. Taylor last week in the run game. So there's no reason to shy away from Gaskins, in my opinion, especially with his potential in the passing game. He's had four-plus receptions in six of his nine games played this season, giving him a real nice floor for you. And I don't imagine Buffalo plays Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs the entire game. They have a goal of keeping their division rivals out of the postseason, possibly. With Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, Gabriel Davis, could all see an increased workload if Buffalo does go ahead and play it safe. In an almost must-win scenario for Miami, I'll take the Finns and the under. I see a dogfight in Buffalo where the Bills don't risk the health of Josh Allen and their big dog, Stephon Diggs, ahead of their playoff matchup. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I think this is going to start off close, and it's going to – Buffalo is going to decide this ain't worth their time. Miami's scrappy. It's like getting in a fight right before a fight. Uh, for me, I would just leave Miami alone. They deserve to be in the, in the playoffs. If I'm Buffalo, I can't worry about that. I want to worry about getting to the playoffs with nobody banged up. Uh, I mean, if Allen goes down, this team is not a playoff team. If Diggs goes down, they cannot do it without him. So for me, I agree. It's those two. On the other side of the ball, Mike Jasicki, I've been all over him. I'm going to stay all over him, especially if Parker doesn't come in because the volume is going to be there. Gaskin, I love this guy. I really think he's he has been good enough for, that they should not address running back in the offseason. Like if he can stay healthy – Gaskin is not elite in any way, but he's good at every other thing. He's great at it. He's just not elite in anything. Uh, also, I want to see some more Fitzmagic just for my soul and for fantasy purposes because he is a better fantasy quarterback than Tua by a big margin, and it's very apparent when he comes in. On the other side, uh, I do want to talk about Dawson Knox. I've been mentioning him a lot. He continues to grow into this offense. He needs to get better with consistency. I think that's something we'll see next year. I would maybe a little bit too early on him, especially with his health. But I would throw a Dawson Knox look this week on DFS just because I think it's going to be contrarian against this tough defense. And I think with Allen and perhaps Diggs going out, Barkley sucks, but he's got a big, giant athletic tight end to throw to to make him look a little bit better. So I am going to lean with Knox more than anybody else on the Bills. Uh, Tom, what are you, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, you guys nailed it for Miami as far as Miles Gaskin and Mike Gusecki. Um, I mean, they're going to get loaded up with touches without uh, Devontae Parker and Jakeem Grant out there. Um, with that being said, I've mentioned it once. I'll mention it again. Tua, I just – he's not completing games even now. Like, it's not only are you not putting up great stats, you're not even playing four quarters of football. Like, it's – Long term, could he play quarterback? Sure. I just don't see him being a great fantasy quarterback, especially when Ryan Fitzpatrick is there because they're literally referring to him as a relief pitcher who they're going to bring in late in the game. That doesn't bode well for Tua playing for four quarters of a, of a football game. Um, on the other hand, Buffalo, um, 
I would be a little bit hesitant to play like a Josh Allen or a Stephon Diggs just because if they do manage to get a lead, uh, I think that they could pull one or both of those guys to try and, like you said, preserve them into the playoffs. Um, but if that does happen, you might take a flyer on Zach Moss or Devin Singletary to just say, hey, they're gonna, if they manage to get a lead, these guys are going to try and chew clock. They're going to get garbage time touches. They're going to get touches and yards like nobody's business. Yeah, I mean, y'all are hitting the nail on the head. Obviously, we got to tout Ryan real quick yet again. The dude is a tight end guru. I'm calling it. If y'all are not following this guy on Twitter and getting his knowledge on the tight end scene, which is such a barren landscape where if you wanted to, you could just pitch it because Gusecki was going in, besides in r- leagues that Ryan picked with him, <laughs> he was going in like the 16th, 15th, 14th round. Ryan was taking him where he deserved to be because right now Gusecki is the tight end seven in PPR formatting leagues, 149.6 points. This guy is essentially this year's Darren Waller. If you overlook one guy that we're going to talk about, we'll talk about later, Logan Thomas out of the Washington football team. But Mike Gusecki, man, this guy is phenomenal. And like we've always mentioned, at least in this episode, availability is the best thing. He has been the standalone pass catcher for this team and building a relationship with everybody around there because he's just there. Last week, four out of seven targets for 51, 54 yards. Um this week he goes up goes up against the Buffalo Bills, who are the thirty first defense against the tight end position, giving up twenty seven point seven points. Ryan is absolutely right. Gasecki will be. Is it going to be crazy if he's the tight end five on the year after this week? It, it's it's, it's possible. Be a big game if he, if it happens, but yeah, you're right. Buffalo is probably going to sit some of their players. Um, And like Tom mentioned, taking flyers on Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Zach Moss was a fantasy analyst dream last offseason. This season, I'm going to say here on Belly Up Fantasy Live that the Buffalo Bills in the draft will go after a running back in one of the earlier rounds. And I'm looking at you, Chubba Hubbard, from Canada, who's played in this kind of weather, a six-foot-nothing, 208, maybe 210-pound guy out of Oklahoma State, Chubba Hubbard could be the guy that fills the void for the Buffalo Bills. Calling it now. Y'all want to add anything to this before we move on? Yeah, I hope not. I really like, sing- I really like um, Zach Moss, so I-, I hope he gets more of an opportunity with a little less Singletary dipping into his foot in there, but we'll see. The the one thing I will add is there's a chance that Buffalo can't help themselves and they turn this into a dogfight, and if that's the case, Josh Allen has to get played. I do. I am concerned that they're going to pull him, but if they turn this into a dogfight because they don't want to come limping into the playoffs and they want to get a win, Josh Allen can have a big game against any defense. So I will have a bit uh, of exposure to Allen in DFS just as like a one or two tournament lineup just in case. Yeah. I'm going to go back to this, and I'm going to go back to this probably another time 
But Ryan Hicks is thriving as a fantasy guru right now for the tight ends position, guys. The guy is thriving so much. I'm going to talk about Thrive Fantasy with him. Use the promo code BELLYUP right now and come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use the promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today and thrive like Ryan Hicks in your fantasy leagues where you can just scoop up a silly tight end at the back end of any draft and he come out being... The tight end seven up until week 17 in your championship matches if you're going double headers or if this is your true championship week. Moving on, though, to the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals, guys. Baltimore 10 and 5, Cincinnati 4 10 and 1. The over under on this game is really low at 44 and a half points right now. Baltimore is allowing 20 points per game, Cincinnati 25.7. We've seen Lamar Jackson being a human. He is not the immortal. He is not the guy that we all hoped and thought he could be, at least not Tom, at least. But myself, at the beginning of the season, I ranked him the quarterback one. He is barely pushing, I think, quarterback 11 right now. He has had had a resurgence uh, this past, I think, three or four weeks. Uh, Actually, he's a quarterback Eight, so top 10 quarterback right now in PPR formatting. Um, but I want to talk about a guy that I think is going to have a sophomore breakout year uh, is J.K. Dobbins, a guy that I've talked about forever. J.K. Dobbins, sophomore breakout. He's finally gotten unleashed in the end of the season. Uh, other running backs on the team, 31% of the targets and shares. J.K. Dobbins right after 57, right over 57 and a half. J.K. Dobbins will be an elite guy in this year if he can stay healthy. Uh, we saw the scare last week. At least it was scary for us because it was all, you know, Christmas and we're watching it in LaGrange, Texas. So we see J.K. get hit right there in the in right above the ribs, right right at the ribs, and he leaves. Real scary situation. Came back in, played really hard nosed kid, but the kid is an elite company because he has scored a touchdown. And 56 yards in in seven consecutive games. No other rookie has done that, excluding the great Todd Gurley. Um, So he's an elite company. The dude is going to help you win fantasy point or win fantasy championships later down the road. If he's on your dynasty team, you're really enjoying him. So hold on to him, buy him if you can. J.K. Dobbins breakout sophomore season. Um, Billy, take it away, man. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins, the guy I scooped up in my home dynasty league, and I can't tell you how many trade uh, offers I had for him earlier in the year when I was really close to kind of giving up hope when they kept letting Gus the bus uh, dip into his carries, especially in the red zone. Uh, I mean, how many touchdowns would this guy have if they didn't put Gus Edwards in every time they got inside the 10? It'd, it'd be a pretty impressive stat. They scored in five consecutive games as a rushing touchdown, and Cincinnati's allowed two rushing and two receiving touchdowns over the last four games. So, uh, I really like J.K. Dobbins in this one. And, yeah, you're right, Lamar Jackson, since coming back from COVID, he's really kind of returned to his former self. He's really carrying these guys as they uh, make a late playoff push. And I think they're going to be fine to get in in this game. Big, uh, Bengals will be interesting to see what they do. Uh, they're they're going to part ways with A.J. Green, maybe John Ross. This offense kind of looking forward. They need a tight end and maybe an Edelman-type role to fill uh, for Burrow as they sure up their offensive line also. Um 
I don't know, a few years from really competing in the division of the Bengals and maybe a landing spot for Zach Ertz as I, you know, kind of comb through these guys and, and look at guys that are available for next year. I think he'd fit well and bring a veteran presence to this offense with a lot of young guys. So it should be interesting to see what they do. Uh, but nonetheless, this week I'm, I'm staying away from my Bengals. I think the Ravens roll at 11 and a half. Uh, I'll take the points in this one with the Ravens. And uh, they're solidifying themselves in one of the more intimidating playoff matchups in the AFC. And I'll take the over in this one uh, for the parlay because I think they get out and just crush them ahead. And I think there could be some garbage points, too, uh, for guys like maybe Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Yeah, I think Cincinnati plays them tough. I'm not. Sorry. I Not to the same degree as Tom, but I don't believe in Lamar Jackson still. And I'm not going to. And Cincinnati is playing inspired football. So... For me, I am. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game. I do still think Baltimore wins, but I think Cincinnati makes this game interesting. I love J.K. like you said. Uh, Mark Andrews for me is a must play just because that's really a lot of what Lamar can do unless he gets a lucky Hollywood Brown bomb. It does seem to be a lot of their movement of the uh, ball through the air is through Mark Jackson. Uh, Mark Andrews, excuse me. On the other side. T. Higgins is the really the only thing I want to see on the other side. I, I think at this point I look at him as matchup proof. He seems to be quarterback proof to a certain degree as well. Uh, he was a big body coming out that I wasn't sure about. I didn't know if he had the burst and the explosiveness, but I am convinced. So I'll be much higher on T. Higgins next year than I will be th- than I was this year. I did not think he was the guy. Like you said, I think AJ Green's gone, so it's going to be good. Uh, I do think again Baltimore uh, rolls, and on the other side again, just Higgins. Tom, what are you thinking about this game? You know, between these two quarterbacks, Brandon Allen and Lamar Jackson, just looking at last week, one of these guys put up 371 passing yards two, uh, and two uh, passing touchdowns. The other one, 183 passing yards and two passing touchdowns. Can you guess which one was which? Brandon Allen was 371. Lamar Jackson just... He, Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What's that? I'm with you. I, Eventually, you can't run that. Like you can't run every single down of every single play as a quarterback. It's not going to work. You're a running back at that point. I know the joke last year was he's a running back and he had a good game, and then he's sitting there doing this number. You're a running back, dude. You look at his stats for the year. The only thing that's kept him relevant is the rushing touchdowns and rushing yards. Over the last four weeks, he only broke. 183 yards once. He had 243 in week 15. Every other week with 107, 163, 183. Um, And the best week he had was against Jacksonville. 
even against Dallas, he only put up 107 uh, passing yards. He made a rushing touchdown, though, with 94 yards. I mean, that's terrible. Like, you cannot be successful long-term as an NFL quarterback with those kind of numbers. I, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe it's, you know, mechanics. I, I, I don't know. But eventually a team's going to get somebody fast just to put out there for one game a year against Baltimore to spy Lamar Jackson and spoil his time around the ball. Or he'll get hurt. I, I don't hope that on him, but that's that's option number two. But before you go into something, Tom, I just want to mention one thing. I should have mentioned it earlier, but Ryan jogged the memory about T. Higgins. This is another guy that I feel is going to have a sophomore breakout year with Joe Burrow coming back. Obviously, they drafted them together. So I really like T. Higgins coming back as a sophomore guy uh, that you can get later on that will be like the Calvin Ridley type player that happened this year. So T. Higgins, look out. I mean, hey, I think that that's definitely possible. But – uh, real quick, just to wrap this one up, I'm seeing Brandon Allen having a big game here. I think this one gets to a shootout. I think Ryan's right. These guys play each other hard. They don't want you know Baltimore to just get into the playoff. Um, so with that being said, I think Brandon Allen, we see in back-to-back weeks, 300-plus yard game along with three touchdowns. I see Baltimore's got decent defense, but it's going to happen. But if you like spice, then you guys should probably be checking out Hoff Sauce. Now, Hoff Sauce is handcrafted with farm-fresh jalapenos and habaneros. Hoff's original Hoff Sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gain international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. And every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. So make sure you guys use code BELLYUP to get 10% off of your order at hoffandpepper.com today. I know I got a couple of the uh, variety packs there, little mini flasks for some people for Christmas. I know everyone's loving them. Uh, So I don't know if you guys have tried them, but they are delicious. I haven't yet. I'm looking forward to it. Got to get you some, Ryan. Oh, yeah. Well, that brings us into the next game here. Atlanta, 4-11, going into Tampa. Buccaneers are 10-5. Tom Brady made the playoffs. Patriots didn't. Shocking. Cam Newton's not good either. Um, But, (laughs) I mean, is it a surprise? We know this. (laughs) With that being said, uh, taking a look at this game, uh, another one where I wouldn't be shocked if we saw a couple guys get pulled early for Tampa. Uh, so not that I'm necessarily going out of my way to pull guys, but you know, the Tom Brady's, the Mike Evans, the um, uh, Chris Godwins, even maybe Gronk. I, I wouldn't – if you have another option, I might kind of lean towards another guy um, just to kind of hedge my bets there. Um, I mean, it's – it could get ugly here. Atlanta's got, I believe, still, yeah, the worst passing defense in the league. They're lying the most points to quarterbacks, third most to receivers. So what I would say is um, I would – any passing, you know, related players you have for Atlanta, play them. If you have somebody else that is comparable, try to fade Tampa where you can. 
Yeah, the the only guy I want from Tampa right now is our guy, Mike Evans. Uh, last week, 10 to 12, 181 and two touchdowns. Uh, in most leagues, like for me, he won me a championship. And if you faced him, it was not very good. The connection between Brady and Evans this year has been pretty much unreal. We've seen what literally the bottom of the barrel you can get in fantasy and still be good with Mike Evans, one catch, one yard, one touchdown, and PPR formatting. The dude has been awesome with Brady. I hope this continues to go on down the road. The the over-under is 50.5 in this game. I want to see this lighted up. I want I want Matt Ryan to say, you know what? I'm about to have my revenge game against you, Brady. Let's do this. Me and Calvin Ridley. Uh, Julio has been a huge disappointment. Uh, a guy that I touted at the beginning of the year he was my wide receiver one. Um, you got to take your licks, right? Julio Jones, I'm sorry. I'm still going to ride with you, man. You're elite no matter what anybody says, but – you cost me something, but it's okay because I love you. But Calvin Ridley, extremely well. Sophomore year, explosion where you got him. You are super happy because he is the wide receiver five on the year. 270.9 points last week, five of nine, 130. The dude has been lighting it up left and right. Atlanta, we're just going to have to see what they're going to do, right? Because Todd Gurley, even though he's 26, feels like he's 35, right? In the league, another guy that I touted and I drafted highly because he gets the usage. He's scored touchdowns for you as well. But what what are they going to do next year? Um, I think Billy has some insight into this because I think you were talking to us about this, Billy. What do you think, man? Yeah, going just looking at next year, this is really interesting for both of these teams. I think the Falcons should trade Julio, and they'll have to move on from Gurley, likely ending his career as we know and love him. Fabulous career cut short with injuries and just those arthritic knees just really caught up to a guy that uh, would have had one of the more prolific running back careers uh, we would have seen more than likely had he, you know, been able to stay on the field a little bit more. And, and what do they do with Matt Ryan? They can save $23 million trading him after June 1st. And he's under contract through 2023 or he'd be 38 years old and likely pretty much finished with his NFL career. And maybe with a, like a bridge quarterback opportunity type situation. The Bucks have Gronk likely done. That's $10 million in space. Cameron Brayton and O.J. Howard are two great tight ends as far as depth goes uh, post-Gronk. But, uh, you know, the young guy, O.J. Howard, is coming off an Achilles still there. So, you know, that's something to kind of take into consideration as well for them. Godwin's a free agent as well for the Bucks, And does Brady hang it up? Uh, that's, that's another situation for them to look at as well. He's going to be he's going to end the year the career leader in, uh, in passing touchdowns all time. And, uh, you know, I think him and Breeze are kind of duking it out. I think Breeze is going to get the yard. Brady's going to get the touchdowns. And both of them go off into the sunset. Uh, and and A.B. is definitely Gandhi. But, you know, Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson both flash potential and deserve some opportunity to step up. And I think they could get it this week. Looking back at the last matchup these guys had, the Falcons were up 17 to nothing in the first half. And then the, the – um, the Buccaneers scored 21 points in the third quarter. If that's not a Brady versus the Falcons-esque situation, uh, we've seen play itself out over and over and over. Matt Ryan had 356 and three scores, no interceptions, and Calvin Ridley 10 for 163 and a touchdown. So, I mean, it, these guys have done it against the Bucks without uh, without Julio in the lineup. So 
I think it could get interesting, and I think it might play into uh, whether or not the Bucks sit some of their guys and just kind of lock in and, and ride out where they might land uh, for the playoffs this year. But, you know, the Bucks got some stuff to prove, and, and I don't think they want to sit for too long with some of these guys. I mean, they haven't been playing together too terribly long to just ignore, uh, you know, communication issues like that. We've seen sitting really hurt some teams down the stretch at the end of years. Yeah, this is going to be a high-scoring game again. I want exposure to Brady, Evans, Godwin, Gronk, maybe A.B., maybe Fournette. Um, all of them had service outside Gronk, who I just – he's always a touchdown away from a good game. Uh, does I don't believe Ronald Jones is going, and I think that really makes Fournette a safe play. Uh, Russell Gage is the option on the other side of the ball that I like. You can't – they're going to try to focus on Ridley, and Gage is going to feast. Same with Hayden Hurst. I like the potential for him to have a big game because they're going to have to score a lot because I think Tampa comes right back out and starts where they uh, stopped last time and just starts demolishing this defense. So this is a game that I want major exposure to in DFS. Um, nothing in the running back position outside Fournette, but the receivers are all game. The tight ends are all game. I think both the quarterbacks are all game, but I think Brady's going to be super chalky this week in uh, DFS. So I, I will have some exposure, but it's not how you're going to win a tournament with Tom Brady. That's he's going to be very, very highly owned. Y'all got anything on this one? Yeah, the only thing I wanted to add was the future of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking at what they need, obviously with Matt Ryan possibly leaving or retiring, or just looking at the future of this team. There's a couple guys that I like in this draft. Um, out out of the top three guys, four guys maybe. Maybe bring back a little old flair of Mike Vick. And you guys know, obviously, how I get suckered into the dual threat quarterback. Kid out of North Dakota State, 6'4", 225, Trey Lance, the dual threat quarterback who is doing it with his legs and his arm. Granted, up north, uh, maybe a little Mike Vick-esque and they bring him back. And then a guy that I think they could also look at, two guys. One guy that's hitting my heartstrings. Uh, that I won't talk about too much is Kyle Trask. But then the guy that I think is the sleeper of this upcoming draft at quarterback, maybe possibly Mac Jones in this offense. So that's just the only thing I really wanted to add to that, Ryan. Real quick, Billy also brought up tight end down in uh, Tampa. If they tr- you know possibly try and bring one in. Curious to see who ends up with uh, Pat Fryermuth out of uh, Penn State. I mean, everyone's looking at uh, Kyle Pitts down in Florida. Farmu's a you know very solid elite first rounder, early second round pick. Um, I mean, 6'5", 250, he's got speed, he's got hands. He wouldn't be a bad option down there, especially if Brady did decide to stay for another year and Gronk maybe didn't. All right. Billy, did you have something you want anybody else have anything you want to add? Yeah, we do know that Trask has had three t- uh, interceptions in the first quarter of this game, right? I got that update on my phone. Yep. <laughs> not good. Okay, speaking of not good, now we move on to the Jets and the Patriots. Garbage. Neither one of these teams are good. In my notes, I have gross, and do they even fantasy? I'm not touching anybody in this game, except for maybe Crowder, just because since – Donald's been back. I love to get some – man, Crowder could play quarterback for them. Quit throwing touchdowns, bro. He is a guy that I will look at. I see him being a little chalky because there's no uh, Gilmore. I just don't – the over-under is 40, 
and I think I'm going to go under. I don't think what's remarkable is the Jets keep scoring on their opening drive. That that weirds me out. But then they they really, I mean, they, they've shown their little flashes. Oh, look at us. We we don't want Trevor Lawrence. Okay, congratulations. You can't even lose properly. So it has been a shit show from the beginning, and I don't want anything to do with this. I think Mims and Perriman might be shots in the dark if you're just trying to piece together a fantasy lineup. I was looking there, like 3,000 on DraftKings. So if you got to throw somebody in there like that, you could do worse. But I'm not touching anybody on New England. Cam Newton sucks. Uh, Sonny Michelle looks like the guy there, and I don't really want him in this matchup of two terrible teams that I don't think are very good at fantasy. So, Tom, where, where are you feeling, man? Uh, hey, Cam Newton had 34 passing yards and 24 oh, yards last week, guys. <laughs> God. <Marf>. God. <laughs> that's all. That's literally all I have to say. This is just the garbage game of the week. Yeah, I mean, year every year. I think the one highlight out of this game is, and he might not even play, and it might be. The last time we even see him in a in a football uniform is the great Frank Gore. 16 seasons, 240 games, the most in the the most by a running back in NFL history. The guys had nine 1000 yard seasons, three or he's the third most rushing, he has the third most rushing yards in the NFL history at 16k. A guy that has been everything about the definition of durable uh, and has won fantasy titles, has played excellent, has been a running back one, you're running back two, catches, runs, everything that you want. For a guy who is so durable, who had durability questions out of college, who tore his ACL twice in college, the great Frank Gore is probably not going to suit up this week for an issue with his lung, but I just want to commend Frank Gore on his on his multiple seasons in the NFL and winning fantasy championships for most people. Billy, what do you have? Yeah, hats off to Frank Gore. One of my first fantasy championships, uh, I drafted three straight running backs for the first time ever, and the third guy had to do it because Frank Gore had somehow landed in my lap. So, uh, been a long time favorite of mine since his days back at Miami. Uh, hats off to him. I hope he gets into a coaching room somewhere and coaches up some of these young fellas because they just don't build them like uh, Frank Gore anymore. Uh, but the Patriots and Jets, like you guys said, this is like the dog shit game of the week. But I will tell you, last time they played, I told you that I thought the Jets had a chance. And going into the fourth quarter, they were up 10 and blew it uh, in that game. But now they have Sam Darnold back. Sam Darnold with Jameson Crowder. Is a pretty nice little duo. Uh, so as far as the Jets go, uh, I might take a shot at Jamison Crowder in DFS or maybe, uh, you know, your lineups if you have them. Uh, you know, just going into this game, if you're still playing at Week 17. Last week we saw what he can do. He, he's an explosion waiting to happen every now and again here. And as far as the Patriots go, yeah, I could really care less about any of these guys as far as the start in fantasy, DFS, or any of it. The more interesting side of the coin for this for me is looking forward to 2021. I think the Jets should keep Darnold with that number two, maybe three overall pick if they win another game here, and get him some O-line and get a new coach. Adam Gates should be coaching high school ball. This guy's offense, this guy, I mean, he's taking the blame for the, the offense being last in the league two years in a row. He's taking the blame for Darnold not developing the way we would have liked him to see, like to have seen. So, hey, let's hold him accountable. Let's go get these guys an actual football coach. 
with the way the Bills and the Dolphins have taken off, the Jets better do something quick before they get left in the dust because it will not be long before the Patriots start winning games again. You know, a la, hey, what if Gardner Minshew shows up in, uh, in, in a Patriots uniform next year? That's a whole lot different outlook uh, for that team moving forward. But um, I'd like to see maybe Marlon Mack or Chris Carson end up in a New York Jets uniform to help Donald out. I love the Pats struggling. I'm a Colts fan. So, you know, I, I'm enjoying the hell out of this. But is Stidham what he, we thought he was? Is Belichick going to return? I can see something happening like that. He's definitely been out of character lately. We saw him throw the phone after the challenge the other night. That's very un-Belichick-like to show that emotion. Usually a pretty stoic guy. Something brewing in, in there in New England that we just haven't seen before. And it all kind of boils around, you know, losses. So tons of defensive talent back in 21 after guys opted out uh, for the Patriots due to COVID. The offense has been ugly, and hey, the 49ers, there's been some rumblings that Jimmy Garoppolo may be out. They may be moving on, and they have the opportunity with that contract to get out from underneath it without hurting too bad. So uh, if he re- reunites with Belichick back in uh, back in New England, that's not a bad situation. So, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think about that stuff? Well, for me, or do y'all want to – for me, the thing that uh, I was – Talking about, you said something's brewing in uh, New England. Well, it's the fact that you don't have a top quarterback taking a pay cut for you every year. That's going to brew a different kind of something to drink. So that's the problem for them is they don't have a quarterback taking a discount anymore. Can't draft that bad for that long and expect it to just be okay. Yeah, I mean, that you're right about that. I, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. But what I wanted to add was Billy Man. I like it. Tom was out for just a second, and you were talking about adding O-line. I saw Ryan, you and me, and I was like, shoot, we got three O-linemen right here. We're talking about O-linemen. Dude, Mekhi Becton, and then what's the kid's name? Uh, Sewell? Yeah, he's a stud. Dude, both of those guys, and then a spark hit me, and I was like, Aaron Jones is freed up this year. A.J. Dillon flashed. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What if New York takes a play? They keep Sam Darnold. They build that o that O line, and they they sign a big name. Sam Darnold could be looking real good. You know, no ghost with Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones is going to free him. New York Jets were another landing spot I thought of when I'm looking at the tight ends and Zach Ertz as well. You know, him, Aaron Jones, a, a nice another tackle to go with this offensive line, and already a defense that isn't absolutely terrible. The Jets aren't that far away if they can get the right coach, in my opinion. Yeah. Keep in mind, they also just took Makai Becton. They did bring in Connor McGovern. Uh, you know, they ha- and even Pat Eiflin, not bad. They have pieces on that O-line. You bring in another solid tackle, 
it could really round that thing out, protect your quarterback so he's not run for his life. It seems like that's been the biggest issue, obviously, uh, throughout the career of, uh, you know, young boy Sam Darnold up there getting, well, uh, between that and getting, uh, you know. Adam Gaste. Yeah. Adam well, Gaste. I, I was yeah. going to making out with random people at 3 a.m. in New York bars True. and getting sexually transmitted diseases. But True. He was a minor, too. And, <laughs> and then I want to put a pin in this and table this. But we need to have a discussion about the Patriots. A good like thirty-minute discussion on a on a, on next episode or something like that about what are they going to do to become the Patriots of old. Not that right now because just put a pin in it. We're going to talk about it later. But Billy, I think you got something to talk about, right? Yeah, the the Patriots. There, that's a big fat onion for sure. But. Uh... After this snooze fest, we'll all need to wake up, which brings us to our next sponsor, our newest, one of our newer partners, uh, Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee, no BS, no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company, proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world to keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve from your morning boost. 100% organic coffee beans from free trade farms. You can get those whole or ground. 100% air roasted, 100% money back guaranteed, and use our promo code BELLYUP to save yourself 15% for yourself or the coffee lover in your life. This next game, I think, will be a little more of a wake-up, you guys. We've got the New Orleans Saints at 11-4, and four, uh, trying to get back on track, and they're everything kind of moving with that offense, minus Michael Thomas and a couple other guys. They want to also... At Carolina, five and ten, over under of forty-seven and a half. So this is kind of an interesting matchup uh, because you know the Panthers—they look good, they play hard, and uh, you know New Orleans has a chance to to end with the tie for the best record in the NFC. But I think the Saints look to make quick work of the Panthers. Watching the score of the Green Bay Chicago game and Seattle at San Francisco games, uh, New Orleans needs Chicago and Seattle to win for a shot at uh, that number one seed and getting that bye week and home field advantage. Carolina's allowed the seventh most fantasy points to opposing running backs, so that doesn't bode well for them. You're, of course, playing Kamara and given the situation. However, I believe Latavius Murray could have a bigger workload or in an effort to keep Kamara healthy heading into the postseason. Emmanuel Sanders would be worth the start, as he's the only real wide receiver of note on the New Orleans Saints right now, um, unfortunately for them. And for the Panthers, I'm playing more Anderson Samuel in the passing game. Running back Mike Davis is worth the start, and pending, pending your options, of course. As the Saints have allowed five rushing touchdowns over their last four games as well. So I like Carolina with the points at plus six and a half and the over for sure as the Panthers try to have some fun as a potential spoiler uh, in their final game of 2020. Make a little statement here. Ooh, I think this is going to get ugly. I think it's going to be a little bit ugly for the Saints as they start to get Breeze back. They don't don't need to be doing this mid-playoffs. They need to get Breeze ready to go now. Uh, so they're going to be feeling stuff out. So this game might be close early, but it's going to get out of control. I like Jared Cook. Uh, Kamara, obviously, duh. Uh, I don't really like anybody from Carolina, except for maybe Robbie Anderson, because I do think they fall behind, and Robbie Anderson is that guy that gets those big play looks. So, uh, But for me, I'm having a hard time knowing exactly where from the Saints that I'm going to have uh, somebody. Because for me, Breeze has to get right for playoffs. And that means obviously Kamara, who in the receiving core is going to be that guy for them? I don't know, which is why I love Jared Cook this week. Uh, so for me, it's Cook, 
And then on the other side, Anderson, but no, Teddy, I'm sorry. You had a much better year than I have, and I will not be giving you as much crap as I did next year, but you are not an elite fantasy quarterback right now without Christian McCaffrey, no doubt. So, uh, yeah, I'll take Davis, but I do believe in that Saints run D still, and I think the Saints tune up and get ready for playoffs, and they use the Panthers as whipping boys to do it. Yeah, I mean, hey, Teddy Bridgewater right now, the QB 17. I'll tell you what, I'm not mad at that. I was kind of expecting right around QB 15 for the year. I think, you know, without CMC, I mean, obviously that's a massive blow to that offense. Your running game, albeit Mike Davis, phenomenal job kind of trying to fill in there, but it's not the same thing. And especially from a fantasy perspective, you don't have that fantastic outlet out of the backfield, right? So with that being said, you know, has he had bad games? Absolutely. Last week, Teddy Bridgewater, 197 passing yards, one touchdown, only put up 9.6 points against Washington. It's not the same defense here in New Orleans, though, as far as him running for his life, at least. He will have more time in the pocket. Not a ton. You do still have good rushers down New Orleans. But I think he is going to have enough time with three healthy receivers and Anderson, um, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel to be able to actually make things happen this week and keep this game close. Uh, so I do think Bridgewater going to have a solid week, like you said. I think he's going to have to throw it to keep up, um, but I don't think he's going to have an issue doing that. Uh, I do think Robbie Anderson, he's usually pretty good for uh, either a good chunk of yardage and or a touchdown. Uh, so pretty confident play in him. And even DJ Moore I'm pretty happy with. So uh, any of those three guys. New Orleans, on the other hand, um, Drew Brees, you're going to see him play. Um, how much faith I have in him. He didn't look great over the last couple of games, at least in my eyes. He's he's played decent ball, but it's not the same Drew Brees that we anticipate. Um, and obviously, without Michael Thomas, that's a huge blow. Other than Kamara, I'm you know, and maybe Jared Cook, like you said, even him, I'm just not huge on it. It's Kamara for me. You're going to hand the ball off as much as you can and stay ahead in this game. Yeah, um, one, I'm kind of bitter about Alvin Kamara for two reasons. One, because I faced him in a championship and I was not one of the underdog Disney stories that came back from it because that person also had Devontae Adams and Mike Evans on the team. So that being said, Ashley Simon, you took it down. And yet again, for the fourth year, I've gotten second in this league. Heartbreaking every year. It's ridiculous. Alvin Kamara, love the shoes, love the love the flash. Dude, wing back one on the year. If you took this guy where you should have because you didn't use a motion, and I will not use a motion next year, or I'll try not to. I don't know how bad <laughs> But the signs were there because last year he had a 50% touchdown regression. And this year you thought, okay, well, even if he had half of that, He's still the running back seven, right? Availability is the best thing. He's there. Now, here's the real question. If Drew Brees retires and Taysom Hill takes over the helm, that limits his ability, right, a little bit. And does Lat Murray become a better commodity than Alvin Kamara in a Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt type deal? We'll talk about that later as well. But on the opposite end of this game, Robbie Anderson, guys, we talked about this guy at the beginning of the season, Billy. I remember it because we knew 
about the Matt Rule connection with Robbie Anderson in college. The guy where you drafted him in like the, what, 15th round, he ended up being the wide receiver 15 in PPR formatting. It's 216 points last week. Seven out of ten targets, 39 yards, and a TD for you in your championship or first-round weeks. So in this matchup against the Saints, I like Robbie Anderson yet again in this in this one. Um, wow, I can't believe I missed that so bad. Guys, see, I can't miss this many weeks. That was really bad. We are talking about a New Orleans game. Talking about the French court, talking about beignets, I could have had all these little cues about jazz. I'm talking about like even I could even had a uh, a uh, a Bill and Ted reference about the jazz music in the band that saves the world and brings back time and everything like that. Well, we'll talk about that later as well. But jazz sports, but guys, I want to talk about this real quick. One of our oldest sponsors, who's been with us from one of the from the beginning when we had like three followers and two people watching for two seconds. But Jazz Sportsbook, guys, check out one of our oldest sponsors, Jazz Sportsbook and Casino. They have a ton of great features like same-day pouts, live streaming, and live betting. They're available 24-7, guys. Use the hashtag promo code, hashtag promo BUS150. That's up to 150% free play, up to 1000 bucks. That's a lot of extra dough in your pocket if you use jazzsportsbook.com. AG today. Man, I love those guys and I love this team, the Houston Texans. Y'all know how sad it's been because my belly up, my St. Jude belly up team died with the Houston Texans. I went hard on the Houston Texans because of their their playoff uh, schedule, right? Strength of schedule. It means a lot. This game right here, if you've got some Houston Texans, I'm playing them all. And we're going to talk about a few of them, Billy, Ryan, Tom, the over-under of the 4-11 and Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans who have demolished people, the 10-5 and Tennessee Titans, 56.5 and five, 56.5 points, the, one of the highest, the highest over-under this week. Ridiculous because of what's going to happen, and everyone should be happy talking about this game because we're going to dedicate a little bit of time to this game, obviously, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of fantasy-relevant players who will play because of division rivalries. Now I could see maybe some of the studs for Tennessee sitting like Derrick Henry, but Tannehill, John. Okay. I love it, Tom. I love it. Well, they're not locked into the playoffs yet. They haven't won the division. That's true. You're a hundred percent right. Uh, geez. They're not gonna. Ooh, I love Ooh, it. I'm not going there. Billy, first of all, what we're going to talk about is David Johnson, a guy that we've been touting because of his the volume that he was going to get. Now, he didn't stay healthy all year, and obviously the Texans have been through the roller coaster. Next year will be a really good year to own David Johnson. But he showed what he could do in, in a fun offense last week. Uh, the dude lit it up and won me a fantasy championship. Um, playing a little backyard ball, right? A little bit. But what, what else can you expect from the Texans at this point? Deshaun Watson, amazing. Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, the only quarterbacks in the league this year to have nine 300-yard games. Deshaun Watson doing it because he's elite. 
And another guy that we've talked about, Brandon Cooks. Last week, 7 out of 10, 141 in a touchdown against the Bengals. This week, he gets the Tennessee Titans. I feel like he's going to go off again. I feel like now the Texans are going to build off of this game and build off of what they're doing for next year. And these guys will be guys that we talked about this year that we'll talk about again in the offseason. On the opposite side, Billy, love it with Ryan Tannehill. You got to love him, right? Helping you win. Ryan will definitely talk about A.J. Brown and John who I'm hoping. But Derrick Henry, obviously, last week, he's the guy that got you to the championship. He didn't show out last week. But if you still have him this week, I'm firing him up, obviously. This game is going to be so much fun. Uh, Billy, take it over from me, man. Yeah, allow me to uh, massage your football mind real quick. As I was taking my notes today, kind of looking ahead for the Texans, too. Uh, obviously, they have a head coaching vacancy. So I think Houston are the front runners to, to land Eric Bieniemy, uh, and they need to find a way to acquire Julio. Now, cutting David Johnson, although may not, uh, you know, tickle our fancy too well here, Chris, but it does save them $9 million bucks with no penalty. So I feel like it's likely to happen, but it does leave a gaping hole in that backfield. Nice landing spot for guys like Kenyon Drake, Marlon Mack, or would both be nice, nice fits if Drake doesn't get an extension in Arizona. And maybe a motivated Leonard Fournette as well. Uh, Houston needs to deal J.J. Watt to a contender and continue to build around Deshaun Watson. Defense is an issue in this division right now. And with no picks until the third round uh, and two-fourths, doesn't leave many options on draft day uh, dealing with some stars that are going to make immediate big impacts more than likely. So uh, Fuller's a free agent as well. Uh, Fantasy-wise in this game, I'm playing everyone in this game. Watson's going to put on a show. DJ's playing for a job, and little did we know, the guy still averaged 4.6 yards a carry, which is pretty damn good. Uh, had he been healthy all year, we might have seen him get a little more integrated in this offense, and we saw what he can do out of the backfield as a receiving threat, even lined up wide a couple times uh, last week for Houston. So this guy's a jack-of-all-trades, if need be. King Henry's 223 yards away from 2,000 uh, versus the league's wor- second-worst run defense, and they're allowing five yards a crack. So I said he gets it. Houston plays spoiler, ends on a high note. Watson is MJ, baby. We heard uh, Davos Sweeney call him that. And uh, this is a big game. He knows what's on the line, and uh, he's not gonna. He's not thinking about draft pick or nothing like that. Tennessee's in a great position to keep themselves among the scarier teams in the AFC. They need another wide receiver for Tannehill. Defensive needs in the box need addressed, and with Brable at the helm, they'll certainly address their defensive woes this offseason. However, I feel like Texans get this upset because we saw what can happen to Tennessee last week. If somebody gets out in the lead on them and they can't just sit back and run the ball and play that kind of small ball game. If Houston gets a big lead in this game, they might be in big trouble. And I think the Texans do it and give the Colts a glimmer of hope of winning this division. Yeah. See, I'm not going to say that this is going to be a Texans win. Sorry, fellas. This is going to be a Titans runaway victory, even though I will take the over. I think it high, it is a high scoring matchup. But uh, this is going to be a very – Tennessee also wants to get right getting into the playoffs. They went on that run last year that scared the bejesus out of everybody. So they're probably wanting to duplicate that this year. I think this is a huge game for everybody. This is the fantasy game I want the most exposure to. I love Watson, Cooks, Cootie on the other side. I love Tannehill, Henry, AJB. I love Davis, and I love Johnny. For me, AJB is going to be another guy that 
I've been on him all year, but this just look, I look at this matchup and I'm like, Oh my God, he could score three touchdowns. Like that is what we're looking at here is he's got the, the kind of ceiling that you just go crazy for Johnny Smith. Um, the Texans can't stop anybody guys. Neither can the Titans. This is going to get crazy. The Titans just have a better offense. So they will just start pulling away as the game goes on. But my God, I there is a lineup uh, that I have in DraftKings that has Tannehill, Henry, AJB, Davis, and Johnny in it. I've got all of those guys. I want all of them. If I could have them all in all of my lineups, I would get more of them. But there's only certain amounts you can play from one team. This is the team I want the most exposure to. So for me, Janu at tight end is a no-brainer. AJB Davis is not – I have no problem starting both those guys. And then obviously I do think Henry makes a push for that 223, like you said, Billy. Uh, I am – that. you know what? For some reason, I forgot to mention this earlier, but Thielen is like 187 or 123 yards away from 1,000 as well. I think he gets that as well. I know we talked about them earlier, but that was an interesting number. And I said, man, they're probably going to feed Thielen to get him that 1K. Uh, same thing here, except that they're going to have, they can't just feed Henry. So if they just feed Henry, they're going to have problems later in the playoffs. So they need to get this passing game humming. They need to have Tannehill coming in on a high note. They need to AJB, Johnny, and Davis. So to me, yes, I do love Watson, probably one of my favorite quarterbacks for the week. Uh, but outside Cooks, uh, maybe a little David Johnson. I don't know who is going to be getting that. I like Kuti as a play, but on the other side, I know who's going to get it. They're all going to get it. So give me this matchup. It's insane. I, I love this matchup. Tom, where are you at with it? Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I'm going to keep this one quick. Uh, I think it's pretty pretty simple looking at it. Houston has the worst running defense. They're allowing the most points to running backs. Derrick Henry going to run all over these guys, 200-plus yards, two or three touchdowns, uh, and they're going to get ahead early. I mean, they're going to pound the Houston Texans into the ground uh, to do everything they can to win their division. Tennessee by a million. But, Chris, I know you had a couple of people you wanted to talk about real quick here. Yeah, just looking at the future to what we're going to talk about later, um, and then obviously the upcoming draft, um, a guy that I'd like for Houston, man, they've got Jordan Akins, and they've got uh, – why am I blanking right now? Ryan. Kahali Warren, Darren Fells. There you go. Darren Fells, that's the guy warring as well. Another big tight end because Houston obviously likes guys that are over 6'4", be their tight ends is Jake Ferguson, the State Farm guy out of Wisconsin, 6'5", 246. I like him going to Houston. Uh, the dude's got hands, and Houston obviously has an affinity for tight ends. Um, on the opposite end of that, 
what happened to Corey Davis last week because people were banking on him because he's been phenomenal regardless of last week. You, you look at the Tennessee Titans, right? And you got the future of it. You got Ryan Tannehill. You got King Henry. But you got Jonu as well now. You got the Delaney Walker of old, who's better in my opinion. And you got an elite guy that we've been talking about, that Ryan has been talking about, that Billy has been talking about, that Tom has been talking about. Uh, obviously, Anthony Fisker as well. Yeah, tight end you down there, Billy and Ryan. Y'all got to check them out. But AJB, guys, obviously elite. Corey Davis, who is that Michael Gallup wide receiver three role? I'm looking at the Tennessee Titans maybe to add a wide receiver, a possession wide receiver this offseason in the draft that can take over this role, and they could just explode and compete, in my mind, in every facet of the game. They can throw it. They can run it. They can control the clock. They can beat you with their defense, hopefully. But these two guys I'm looking at, the Trojan, who is a little mythical, right? Amon Ra St. Brown out of USC, and then a guy that might fit the mold a little bit better but might not be available at the time because he's 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 huge. 64205 out of Clemson Justin Ross. Both those guys I feel could fit in that offense. Um and that's all I really wanted to add because I'm really excited about this offseason guys. Super excited. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add one more okay. thing as well. Sorry. I'll add one more thing as well. I think if Tennessee drafts any offensive players, then they should fire Ray Bull. They need all defensive players. I don't think they have issues on the offense. They have major issues on the defensive end. Yeah, this offense is fine, guys. If they can keep Corey Davis in the house, he's a free agent after this year. Maybe bring in somebody, just another little compliment. They don't need anything big. They've got good depth, young running backs behind uh, behind King Henry. They've got good depth at the tight end position with Ferkser behind Johnny, who's came in and played really, really well when Johnny wasn't available. And their line's good, too. Obviously, look at the running stats. The defense is the problem, and they're going to need it to keep up in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, I will say, though, if Justin Ross is available when they're drafting, it's hard to say no to a guy like that. I, I completely agree this defense needs help. But, again, that's a tough person to say no to. Um. But that does take us into the next game here. Seattle 11 and 4 going into San Francisco, aka Arizona, I believe. Are they still in Arizona, I think, right, guys? They are. Yeah. So uh, they're six and nine over under 46 and a half. I'll tell you what, um, San Francisco is a weird team right now. You got CJ Beathard starting at quarterback. And I don't know if you guys know who the backup is right now for them. Josh Rosen is the backup for San Francisco right now. Uh, we got Garoppolo and Nick Mullins both on IR, so kind of a weird one there. He's now playing in Arizona as a backup for a different team. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's I'm not big on anybody from San Francisco, really. If you're going to pick somebody, obviously it's Kittle or it's going to be um, maybe Kendrick Bourne if I had to pick a receiver, but it's kind of a crapshoot with these guys. Nobody's really great uh, you know, in, in San Fran right now. Seattle, on the other hand, um, another one of these teams that we could see them bench a couple people you know, later in the game. They're locked in with the, the division. Uh, so, Russell, you might not see play you know, four full quarters. Um, DK, same, you know, same deal. Tyler Lockett, even maybe uh, you know, Greg Olsen's a little banged up. Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, pretty banged up. So you might try and see them uh, limiting touches for them just to keep everyone 
uh, at least mildly healthy going into the playoffs since a lot of them are already uh, questionable going into this week. There you go. Let me hit that unmute button real quick. Yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, man, this game is, like you said, Tom, really wild. San Francisco 49ers have the worst luck in the league. Like, everybody is injured, IR, COVID, whatever you want to say. They're not playing. You got Kittle that came back, though, right? And he's taking all the targets away from everybody. Everybody. I'm saying, like, Kendrick Bourne. Whoever else you got out there, the twelfth running back they have out there that Kyle Shanahan has found at target that is phenomenal. You know, whatever you have out there, but George Kittle, fire him up. Obviously, I don't think Seattle plays their studs the entire game like Russ and Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. A little bit of a disappointment so far. He's had his spurts, but overall, for me at least, a little disappointment. Um. DK Metcalf, surprisingly, where we thought he would be, right? Tout DK, we all SEC'd him at the beginning of the year, Tom. How many times did I say Ole Miss, maybe the Grove, ended up being the wide receiver six in PPR formats um, over the expected points by close to 65 points, 266.2, where you got him in your drafts as a wide receiver two, and he has performed as a wide receiver one. Got to love it. Um, one of our guys, Travis Sumter, loves this kid, DK Metcalf, and why not? Uh, on the opposite side, like I mentioned, Kittle, Jeff Wilson Jr. as well should be phenomenal. But uh, that's all I really got, Billy. Yeah, you mentioned uh, C.J. Beathard. I picked him up last week on a whim uh, in my dynasty league. I had a quarterback uh, unavailable, so needed a guy. Grabbed him. He's about the only thing available. Plugged him in. Had a pretty nice day for me. But I'll tell you, the only guy uh, that that bodes well for is George Kittle and George Kittle fantasy owners because that's where every target is going. Go clear back to Iowa. That's all he did there, too. I mean, so, uh, you know, I'm not real excited about the 49ers or this game. Last time they played, it was 37-27. The Niners scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. Russ had four touchdowns. DK Metcalf had 12 for a buck, 62 scores. I think the Seahawks make quick work of them and get these guys off the field, let some backups have some garbage time. And Jeff Wilson Jr., I think if you can shut him down, it really kind of stops that offense from moving other than a little bit of Kittle damage. So I'm not too excited here either. Uh, But if you're playing Week 17, play your Seahawks. They'll get in, get it done, and get out. Uh, I don't think it would be too exciting of a football game to watch, though. Yeah, I feel like Seattle needs to get right. They need to get some little momentum going into the playoffs. So I think this is a DK Metcalf game. At first I was thinking Carson scores twice, but now after thinking about it for a little while, I think the running back position for Seattle scores twice. Hyde's breaking off them big runs that make me think that he might sneak one into the end zone and maybe put a damper on Carson's day. Plus Carson being a little banged up, rather get Hyde the run. Rashad Penny may actually see some run as well coming in. So for me, uh, I want DK. I want Russ. I think Russ gets this engine running so they get hummed up for playoffs. On the other side, no San Francisco. I'm not doing it. Obviously, if you have Kittle, you don't ever bench him. But other than that, San Francisco is not pretty. I mean, there is no Bay in Arizona. So what are they going to do? They, they're, they, they can't. I don't like this team because of the quarterback, not, not Doug and Beathard. Not even dogging Mullins. I am dogging you, Jimmy G. I don't like you. 
And part of it is I don't like the system that they've got going without the healthy running backs. Where's been Mostert's not here. Uh, that was who I liked. And I don't like, I mean, Wilson, they're, they're not going to be able to just run. They're going to have to throw. And I don't think they can. So guys, you know, I mean, anything? The only thing I want to add to that, Ryan, is you're absolutely right. And like, wh- wh- how do you guys feel about Brandon Ayuk? The dude I is PFF's grade number three right, wide receiver for rookies this year, uh, right behind Justin Jefferson and uh, T. Higgins. The but, but with the resurgence of George Kittle, how how do you play this kid? Well, yeah, that's the problem. Is I don't like the quarterback situation. I love I I think that with Ayuk and Samuel they have two really explosive weapons in the receiving core. Like this offense has the guys if they just put the right quarterback in there to, to steer this ship, because I think they hit on Samuel last year. And I think they hit on Ayuk again this year. And obviously they have Kittle. There's not a lot of teams that you're going to see two excellent explosive receivers and a tight end like that. Not many teams can, not many teams that can run the ball like San Francisco is capable of running the ball can do that as well. I look at them and I see a lot of Tennessee with the A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Johnny Smith, and in the same kind of vein that uh, San Fran could be that team, especially when they can run, but I don't think they're going to be able to run. I, nothing against Wilson. It's just the other Wilson's going to take the ball and score, and I don't like – I want Mostert back. You know, maybe not anymore. I don't. I can't get a read on this 49ers fantasy team right now. They're just ugly. I mean, you spend so much money on Jimmy G and Jarek McKinnon to not have these guys. So that's kind of been the MO of Kyle Shanahan too. Whatever running back plays produces, but I do have concerns with the Niners cast of everybody being healthy, where Ayuk falls in there. I don't know that there's enough targets to support Debo, Kittle, and, and these guys out of the backfield and an Ayuk. So unless that quarterback situation gets addressed, I'm not a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan. He is better than average. He can do it in this system. However, he doesn't spread the ball around really all that well. He kind of zeroes in on the big dogs. And when Debo's healthy, how's it going to affect Ayuk? And we've seen those two produce together, but not with Kittle at the same time. So those are three big dogs, three very talented players. But I think you're going to be hit or miss week in and week out on which receiver really produces for you. I'm 100% with you on that, Billy. Like, I, I'm, I'm Brandy Ayuk guy, and I just I, I couldn't do it. Maybe in DFS in a tournament play. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worthy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Ryan, take us into we one move. of your favorite teams. Moving on? Maybe, maybe one of your favorite Ooh. players, I guess, <laughs> played for this team. Yeah. Um, so for me, as I look, are we, we're talking Green Bay and Chicago. And this game is going to have some, I mean, it's Green Bay and Chicago. So I am looking at Rodgers continuing to cruise. He's the MVP. I don't think there is a good argument unless he just bites the bullet this game and has a terrible game. I think MVP is his to lose. Devontae Adams is a must play every week, no matter who. The forcing that is going on to him is unbelievable. Like, they don't play games. They're giving him the ball. They're finding ways to give Devontae Adams the ball. You, if you can't win in DFS without him, almost he's like the, when Henry goes off, it's 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 Henry and Adams. You, you really can't get around it. 
Uh, I think Trubisky is a play. I think Chicago is going to make this a game. I think Green Bay wins this, but Chicago is going to make this a game. So I like Montgomery and A-Rob as well. Maybe Jimmy Graham in a revenge game. Uh, I will consider him, but I don't like relying on him. I think Alan Lazard is a sneaky play. Robert Tanyan has been and will continue to be a solid option at tight end. This can can guys can you believe that Chicago's offense has been like one of the hottest offenses in the league over like the last three four weeks since Trubisky's returned? So for me, and it got the Packers last time they played. That's really what started Dave Montgomery going. Man, I think this is going to be another one of those high scoring games. I do think Green Bay ends up winning by maybe a touchdown or two, but I want everybody. Mostly on the Bears, Trubisky, Monty, and A-Rob, and mostly on the Packers, it's Rodgers and Adams with the little Tanya and Lazard sprinkled in. This is a good game to get exposure to. Tom, what do you, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. It's going to be a shootout. Chicago right now is the seven seed, last one in. If they lose, Arizona likely overtakes them for that seven seed, and, and Chicago no longer in the playoffs. So they're going to play it out. I think David Montgomery, big game. Uh, like you said, he's been crushing it ever since that first game against Green Bay, and I think he's going to keep that up this week. Uh, same thing, you know, Mitch Trubisky, going to be throwing the ball, so uh, Allen Robinson, going to have a big game. Darnell Mooney, big game. Um, even Cole Komet could probably get some love here. We've seen some some solid play out of him lately. Um, on Green Bay's side, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, you know, Robert Tanya, and Alan Hazard. It's, it's Green Bay. We've talked about them before. This is there's a couple of these teams in the league right now: Green Bay, um, Kansas City. That if you have somebody from that team, you should probably play them. Um, you know, this week no exception. What I would say is, I think this one's going to come right down to the wire, uh, and I think that we are going to see within three points, uh, we're going to see the Bears lose on a doink. <laughs> I could definitely see that happening. It'd be super funny. We need to clip this out. Uh, I texted both of our interns about this, so they should be watching this. Uh, and if they're not, they'll get this in the morning. I told them they need to clip it. We have two interns, Jacob Meadows and Ethan. Ethan that we've met before, but Jacob Meadows as well. Super nice kid. Uh, I think he's watching right now. If not, you will be later. Uh, the guys I want to add to this, though um, – uh, not not even add, but I guess just mention is what about this? A what if scenario? I've been watching Black Mirror on Netflix a lot, right? So a what if scenario? A Rob, right? Gone out of Chicago, goes back home, prodigal son style, to Jacksonville. Jacksonville takes Trevor Lawrence. You got Josh. I mean, you got James Robinson. You got DJ Chark. You got the prodigal son returning to do some unfinished business with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Okay, that's it. maybe this is a comic book that I'm looking at. Whatever. But what I'm talking about, though, is Aaron Jones, guys. You know how much I love this kid out of UTEP. The Arizona minor, the dude is free of him, right? Just give him a backfield to play in without anybody else. A.J. Dillon, a Super good depth piece. Jamal Williams will not be there next year. Hopefully, Green Bay re-signs Aaron Jones and just runs him, lets you use him as a fantasy asset, and lets A.J. Dillon learn from Aaron Jones. 
Aaron Jones has, I believe it was week 17, or I'm sorry, week 13, has eight big moves where it was essentially like Madden Juke, right? Got him out of the way, eight big play moves. The only person that has more than that, excluding Dalvin Cook, is A.J. Dillon, week 16 with nine. Last week, Aaron Jones was the running back 22, and A.J. Dillon was the running back five. Everyone's seen this kid's Saquon-esque legs. They used a second-round draft pick on him. Is he the future of the team? Is he the new Eddie Lacy who is slim, thin, ready to move and rock and roll? Possibly. But I want Aaron Jones just to get the backfield for one year with no one else looking at him. Uh, that's really all I had. <laughs> yeah, this is a really interesting game. Um, first glance, you think, oh, Packers, Bears, Bears suck. Uh, not so fast, though. Last time these guys played, it got pretty interesting. The Bears made a real, real big push late in that game. Uh, scored 15 points in the fourth quarter, kind of getting it going. David Montgomery ripped off a buck three on 11 carries and had 40 yards receiving in a touchdown. Aaron Jones and Jamal Adams together rushed for, had 34 carries for a buck 63 and a touchdown. That's one of the more productive and efficient days against the Bears from the running back positions outside of what Dalvin Cook's done to him. So this is going to be really interesting. This is a really, really old rivalry. A lot of pride here. The Bears need to win to get in the playoffs, and they've really got this offense going with Trubisky. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a really interesting game, and I'm with you guys. It's going to be close. I think the Packers edge it out, make it interesting. Maybe the Bears sneak in on some sort of getting a little help from somewhere else. But uh, I, I just think this game's going to be a little bit different. Uh, the Packers started stopping the run lately. We saw what they did against Derrick Henry last week. I think that kind of bodes from uh, back when they started getting gassed and they had to do something. In the playoffs, you're going to lose in the snow game if you can't stop their run. So I think they made a point of emphasis there to get it going. So, Ryan, what do you got for us? Yeah, I wanted to add, I didn't really mention any of the Packers running backs, and I did that for a good reason. I don't think they're going to be able to run that well against Chicago. I think they're going to have to throw, and Adams goes there. I think this A.J. Dillon thing, they need to be easy up on how big they're going with this. Because, yes, Jamal Williams gives you that option in the backfield to pass to catch the passes, but Aaron Jones is one of the most complete black backs when you talk about what he can do in every way. You don't have to take him off the field on third down. He catches, he runs, he does the whole shebang in a way that not many guys do. And I think that if they're silly and they let Aaron Jones go, that is going to bite them in the butt really hard next year when you don't have that all-purpose guy. I mean, Jamal Williams is essentially a slightly poor version of Aaron Jones, so that will help ease the blow. But Dylan is special, but that's the guy I want to move because he's affordable and he's actually worth a lot to a team that wants to pound the ball. Aaron Jones is something that unlocks this offense to a whole other level that I appreciate. So I, I, I don't like anybody this week for Green Bay's running game, but if they get rid of Aaron Jones, we talked about this briefly, Pinto and guys, I think it was in their group text, that's going to be a big mistake. The Packers aren't going to be able to just recover from. People don't realize what he's capable of. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I totally agree with you, Ryan. I mean, it's easy to look at last week and say, oh, wow, look what A.J. Dillon did. He looked great. But we talked earlier about how poor that Tennessee Titans, (laughs) especially right up the middle. I mean, the defensive tackle, the middle linebacker position, they're not playing well against the run game. And that that was a game where the Packers were just rolling anyway. They did whatever they wanted to do. Everything they wanted to do worked. And the Titans were just totally outmatched from jump in that game. So, yeah, I, I agree with you totally there. They let Aaron Jones go because of the prospect of A.J. Dillon, I think it'll definitely take a big blow to that run game. As yeah. He's not Aaron Jones. Let's remember that uh, Aaron Rodgers got a former head coach fired for Aaron Jones. So you want that guy behind you, man. I mean, he makes defense. Yeah, if, if Aaron Rodgers is, is, is comping you, you know you're a central part of the team. Aaron Jones, free him, just like, let him roll. That's all I want. Like, Six weeks in a row, six weeks in a row, give the dude 28 touches and just see what happens, right? Just yes. happens. I love those games. Where oh, you just- that's what I wanted to add, too. You're talking about Devontae Adams and how versatile just get him the ball. Did y'all see that on or in the game? You got to press coverage on Devontae Adams, and the dude literally jumps and splits his legs, and the, the cornerback freezes. And whichever way the cornerback is heavy, Devontae goes the other way. The dude is so elite. It is ridiculous. You can't do anything against him. You got man, you're going to throw him the deep ball. If you got soft coverage, you're going to throw him the screen. You feed the guy the ball. It's just absolutely ridiculous. You call it church because it happens every week. One time, I mean, in our chat, we say it. We're like, there he is yet again. Brian was like, "It's straight up embarrassing because <laughs> you know it can't stop it. You can't do anything about it. I love no, that. They can't stop the, it. The DB is like nine yards off. They just hut, boom, out to him, and there's 15 yards. Like, what? What do you do about that? You can't touch him and press. You back off. He gets the ball so fast. It's unreal. And Rogers, you double him. And Adams is just that guy's incredible, man. So hey, double him. So does this guy become? Our consensus He's wide receiver one in the offseason for Dynasty. Has to be. Uh, I got A.J. Brown still that I oh, have to consider. Come on, Ryan, Get off of for it. Dynasty, <laughs> dude. For Dynasty. Okay. okay. Four years younger than him. Okay. Okay. So redraft. It's something, yeah, redraft. Devontae Adams, number one. Tom, yeah. Adam right now, Devontae Adams. Yeah, I, I mean, a hot take in the back of your head, and you're thinking about it. He, he's right up there. I'm not going to say he's not number one, but stay tuned for the off season here because I, I got to look a little more. I got I got to see what we got going. That's fair. Tom's all Calvin Ridley. Mark me down. No, that's that's probably <laughs> what I'm going to say. But whatever. Well, now that we've talked it up, watch this game be a total stink fest, and you know. Oh. <laughs> Adams gets sad at halftime because there's nothing too exciting going on. The Packers got home field wrapped up. But I'll tell you what, it's going to be hard for anybody in the NFC to really compete with these Packers, especially going into Green Bay. But 
Our next game is a really interesting matchup. Uh, Arizona, 8-7, and seven, going to the, to the Los Angeles Rams, 9-6, uh, and six, needing a win but banged up. Playoff imp- implications galore here, guys. Hello, Malcolm Brown. No Goff, no Cooper Cup, and no Henderson for the Rams. It's a rough spot for them in a situation where, you know, if they win, they control themselves, knock the division rival out of the playoffs, but it's going to be really tough for them. It will be on the defense if they're going to get 10 wins and back to their back their way into the postseason. With the loss, the Rams are Packer fans this week. Needing Chicago, lost or, twi- lost or tie to qualify for the postseason. For the Cardinals, a loss eliminates them. Kyler's banged up. D-Hop is as well. But with the Rams' defense allowing the third-fewest points to wide receivers and the sixth-fewest points to running backs, they'll need to take advantage of the Rams' offense missing so many of their weapons. Why do I show up? their defense getting, getting their offense a few extra possessions to pull this one out. From a fantasy standpoint, you're playing Kyler and D-Hop and pending your options. Kenyon Drake might not be a bad option for the Cardinals. And Malcolm Brown may be the only Ram I'm too excited about playing. I expect them to have a pretty big workload given their QB situation and the other running backs being out of the game. Cardinals have allowed the fifth most points to running backs over the last month. But give me Arizona minus three in the under. I think they call their way into the postseason, but it might not be too exciting from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, when you need a win, who do you call? Larry Fitzgerald. I think this is Larry Fitzgerald day today or this weekend. We we are seeing what uh, looks like a little bit of resurgence from him recently. And I think with the cornerbacks that the Rams have, Fitzgerald probably stands to benefit. I mean, guys, I'm not sleeping on Hopkins. Don't get me wrong. But Fitzgerald is a guy that I'll be looking at flexing. I uh, don't really like anyone else for the Cardinals. I'm not going to lie. It is that defense that scares me. On the other side, I freaking love Wolford. That guy is lightning. He's Taysom Hill for the Rams, guys. That's what we're looking at here. The rushing upside is going to be incredible. He's very fast. Uh, look for Woods to get the looks. I forgot the cup was out. That really, But Josh Reynolds becomes cup for me. I don't think Arizona is going to be able to stop Wolford. You're looking at, remember when uh, Kaepernick torched Green Bay's defense with his legs in that playoff game, if, uh, however many years ago that was. They don't know what they're getting into here with Wolford, and I think we see a huge game for Wolford and possibly create a little bit of controversy because, yeah, golf's been good, but has he been the answer to this is our guy? And I'm not sure. I I don't mean no. I'm just not sure. But for me, Malcolm Brown obviously has huge game potential just because who the hell is going to get the ball other than him? Uh, But I think Wolford may even vulture his value. If you're thinking about Malcolm Brown and thinking you're sneaky, oh, this guy's going to get all the targets. When Wolford has three rushing touchdowns, you're going to hate this guy because you got Malcolm Brown. So for me, I think this this Wolford is a guy that I am going – he's probably going to get a little bit used just because of his price on the the daily fantasy sites. I don't care. That's how I'm going to get my Henry and AJB and Devontae Adams combo in there. So for me, Wolford is going to be – I'll probably be my number one quarterback exposure. This dude's got legs. He's got wheels. And in fantasy, that's a big deal. So I, I this game is more exciting to me with Wolford than it would be with Goff. I want to see what this kid can do with the legs that he's got. Tom? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be an interesting one, right? Because neither team's locked into the playoffs. The Rams, if they win or tie, they're in. Um, or if uh, – you know, the Bears lose therein. So if the Bears manage to make their field goals, they're not doinking it off the uprights, then, you know, this could be potentially eliminating the Rams today. Or it's coming on Sunday. Um, 
I mean, Kyler, he's a little banged up. I think he's going to do well. He isn't oh, – both teams are, are – I mean, we're late in the year. DeAndre Hopkins, questionable. Larry Fitzgerald, questionable. Chase Edmonds, questionable. Dan Arnold, questionable. Max Williams, questionable. Most of the weapons around Kyler are questionable right now. Obviously, the Rams missing their quarterback. Both running backs, questionable. You're out, Cooper Cup. It's – it's going to be a defensive showdown, and it's going to be which one of these quarterbacks can take the edge, and I think that's Kyler. I, I don't think that it, even as much as you might get excited by Wolford, he's going to be the only guy I want on that team because I'm not, I haven't seen him throw the ball. I don't trust him to do it. <laughs> it's, you know, did we trust Taysom Hill the first time he came in to play quarterback for the, Ram, or for the Saints? No. And guess what he did? He ran the ball until, what, his third, fourth game in, he finally threw a touchdown. So, yeah, took a few weeks. Exactly. So, like, I, while Wolford could be a, a good play in DFS and things like that, it makes me want to fade the rest of this Rams offense. And Arizona could easily take the win, and we might not see Los Angeles in the playoffs uh, if you know David Montgomery and Mitch Trubisky stay hot. I don't disagree with any of that at all, Tom. The only one, the only thing for the Arizona call Cardinals that I want to add is Kenyon Drake. Uh, the dude has just had the volume, and he scored a touchdown in a bunch of games for you. If you just need something that's just a running back two, hopefully a running back three, but not where you drafted him. Kenyon Drake's okay. Hop, you gonna he's he's matchup proof. In the offseason, I really want Arizona besides the play calling ability is to draft a, a stud tight end. If you're not going to get Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitt, right. Kyle Pitts, yep. the the kid out of Penn state, six, five, two sixty Pat. And then Pat. Pat yeah, I don't know how to say his last name, Tom. I think you do. Firebooth, I believe. Fire, there Fire you go. Tom, Trace McSorley, Penn Big state Pat. guy, happy Valley guy, obviously know how to say his name. Uh, but the guy that I hope he's got a little bit more swag, I think, out of the U. He's a little smaller, but Devin Jordan, I like him in a Cardinals uniform, uh, getting the ball from Kyler. On the opposite side, I think everyone is right about the running game on this thing. I mean, I'm even looking at, at Xavier Jones right now in this. Um, Robert Woods, if you listen to us at the beginning of the season, you liked where you drafted this guy because we we pushed Bobby Trees, Bobby Light, going to do you right, Robert Woods right now in PPR formatting the wide receiver 12. Uh, and Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Won me a league. The Belly Up Sports League, Ryan, got him. He was my second wide receiver. Uh, got him in like in the 10th round. Top 12 guy. Got to love it. 235 points. So you love Bobby Woods. Um, that's almost a prop that I would have had, right? We'll have some of those next year, uh, I would think. 
Um, because one of our older sponsors, right, from from the beginning, PropMe LLC. PropMe is a new innovative gaming platform that's really first of its kind. It makes betting from person to person easier than ever. Just download the app and join the fun at PropMeLLC.com today. You can really do anything. If you're on the golf course, if you're playing beer pong, you are drafting. Say, hey, I bet you Ryan's going to take Gusecki before Billy takes Slayton. Boom. You got a prop right there. Right. You'd be right. <laughs> I would be right. I could prop that, and we could do that. Um, but let's keep it moving, guys. We're at the 150 mark, and we've only got three more games. I know we have some stuff to talk about at the end of the show that Ryan doesn't know about. Uh, that Ryan's going to talk about something, and there's going to be a, a little bit of bomb drop at the end of the show. But it's going to be fine. Guys, we're going to move on to the Jaguars, who are 1-4, who have the 1.01 pick. And the Colts, 10-5, and five, who have a guy that we are going to talk about for a little bit. But what I really want to talk about the Jags is, one, Gardner Minshew. He has had multiple games of a QBR rating of over 100. This dude can be a franchise quarterback because he's got grit. He can do it, and people like him. Dude, I dropped so many options because of that Bud Light commercial that this guy brought. The swag he brings. I mean, his family aspect, the story he has. Everyone loves a narrative, especially your boy, Chris. I'm always about – the narrative will always suck me in over whatever else you put in front of me, even though I claim to be a stat guy. Narrative is everything to me. Keep Gardner. Make him the franchise guy. Use that 1.01 pick Jags. Trade back to somebody because you know why? Right now, guys, the Jags have two first rounders, one being the 1.01, two second rounders, a third rounder, two fourth rounders, three fifth rounders, and two seventh rounders. Couple that with DJ Chark and an undrafted rookie running back in James Robinson who is elite, who has shown that he is the guy. I mean, right? Come on, Billy, right? Gardner is the future of this team, and I'm going to fl- I'm gonna flag plant right now and say, Jacksonville, to earn it, keep Gardner, trade the 1.01, get some more assets, get something, and build the team and win in this AFC division that is so difficult to win in that's all i want to say i mean i got so much right here guys y'all see it in our pregame stuff that i've got off my soapbox so that's all i I just just, billy take it away because i want gardner to be the guy here i want the jags to make something historic and use robinson use chark get somebody that can help these guys and just win unfortunately i feel like you have a lot of faith in a really pathetic organization We'll let Tom, uh, oh, I want to talk about JTT later, too. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to JTT for sure. So the 1-14 Jags, their one win came week one against these Colts, believe it or not, in Jacksonville. So <laughs> a little bit of a bone to pick this week coming into a home game against the Jags. Uh, Colts will win this one. Hopefully the Texans get them, uh, help them out, and spoil the Titans' bid for the AFC South Division title. 
Otherwise, Indy's going to need some help if they get upset against the Jags again just to get into the postseason. They need one of the following things to happen. Baltimore to lose to Cincinnati, not going to happen. Cleveland to lose at Pittsburgh, eh, maybe. And Miami to lose at – or Miami to lose at Buffalo. Isn't that probable either. Chris, my Colts need your Texans to avenge their overtime loss from week six in Tennessee, win this division, ultimately get a home game in the wild card round. JTT, our boy, currently running back seven, even after getting a late start to this year. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, <clears throat> he's 84 yards shy of 1,000 on the ground. And the Jags have allowed the third most points to running backs and the most yards with 582 over their last four games. They're tied for the most rushing touchdowns with five over the last four outings. He has a great shot at 84-plus yards in that touchdown. Tally that 1,000-yard mark and 10 TDs on the ground. Hell of a rookie season that got off to a slow start, like I said. Colts defense is primed for a big day as well against the Jags that will be without rookie undrafted free agent. Running back number four overall, our boy James Robinson. I mean, he's missed a game, still running back four, 35 yards away from breaking that undrafted free agent uh, record. Uh, unfortunately, he's not going to get that this year, but he's got plenty of uh, good years ahead of him, I'm sure. Dual threat guy. Just, just love him. Uh, really he- held me down in a couple leagues where I was able to pick him up uh, coming into this year. So not much excitement for the Jags against this defense, playing shorthanded. The Colts minus 14 is a huge spread. You just can't bet on the Jags to keep up against the defense, too. So I'll take the under, and I'll leave the spread alone in this one. I think the Colts find a way to finagle a disgruntled went from Philly later on. Uh, need some weapons on that offense, a tight end, a wide receiver position heading into 2021. Jags have already turned their pick in the NFL office. Sorry, Chris. Trevor Lawrence will be a Jag. And uh, we'll all be looking forward to see where Minshew goes so we can continue to sing his praises all throughout 2021. So hoping he gets a real good opportunity. Uh, Jags fans finally have some optimism uh, for now until Tom talks. What you got, Ryan? Well, for me, it's JTT all freaking day today. It's the matchup. Plug him and play him. Plug him in DK. I know he's going to be chalky. It doesn't matter. He's going to get that 1,000 yards. He's going to get that touchdown. I think that's his floor. So for me, I'm really high on him. Uh, I expect a strong finish from Chark, regardless of the QB. Um, but because of J-Rob's health, I don't like anybody else there. Um, for the rest of the Colts, I think Hilton is a must-play right now. You can't not play him just because he finally does seem to be locking in with the Rivers, who happens to be blowing up in the end of the year rather than his usual fall off of a cliff when it gets cold. So we're seeing a little Benjamin Button style here with Phillip Rivers. Um, the other one, I think, is Zach Pascal. That guy has been scoring. He stayed cheap relatively on the uh, daily fantasy sites. Why wouldn't you? I think Indy's going to send a message. Like you said, they lost to them, their only win. Uh, so that's a big deal. They don't. It doesn't affect their draft positioning. They're going to lose. They want to lose. Indianapolis is going to donkey stomp them. Tom, do you agree? Oh, and actually, lastly, I want Minshew to go to like, well, Trubisky's had some somewhat of a resurgence as well, but I want to uh, take Minshew – Put him in the Pats. Put him with the Bears, unless Trubisky continues this. Because I want to see him elsewhere. I want to see him elsewhere. Yep, I want to see him elsewhere. The guy is a great quarterback. I think that's something all four of us can agree on. We like Minshew. And I don't want him in Jacksonville anymore because they are taking Trevor Lawrence. So for me, just give him somewhere where he can fight for a starting job and let him go to work because he's a worker. Tom? 
quick, could you imagine Minshew in Minnesota with Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Irv Smith, Dalvin Cook? I mean, he could make it work with those guys. And they got a decent draft pick because their record's not all that great right now. I'm too much a fan. Y'all know how much I use that gif. You like it? I love. Come on, Kirk Cousins. He's ballsy. Like, I got a better spot for you, but I'm going to save it until the end of this little spiel I got, right? So, first of all, week 17, Mike Glennon does get the nod. With that being said, Doug Marone is probably going to be fired within 30 seconds of Adam Gase being fired because they are both <laughs> awful co- uh, coaches. But the bigger issue is Shahid Khan. He is the second worst owner in the NFL, only to Jerry Jones. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! Where's Marco? Yeah, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to get Marco's comments on Twitter about how Jerry Jones has won them so many Super Bowls since he's taken over as owner and GM. He's fantastic. Let me tell you. Look, just wait till I think it's Stephen, right? His grandson. Just wait till he gets the draft call. It's gonna be terrible. But regardless, you're absolutely right. They're gonna take Trevor Lawrence. They aren't gonna do what the smart thing is, which is say, "Hey." We have Gardner Minshew, who week 15 against Baltimore threw for near makes no difference, 76% completion percentage, 226 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. What's that? And we told you he would. Exactly. We told you he'd have a good game. He did take five sacks, but albeit, number one, that offensive line is pretty crap. Number two, their receivers and running backs have been banged up a bit. Not that it's excuses for him, but it's you don't have a brilliant team around him. He's not turning the ball over with those sacks, and he still had a good game overall, right? So Minshew gonna get an opportunity elsewhere. Uh, God, you know, willing. Uh, I think the opportunity for him is San Francisco. Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Ooh, I love it. I like that. Get rid of I Jimmy love G. it. Get rid of Jimmy G. He hasn't played up to that contract. You shed cap with that. You bring in uh, Gardner Minshew. You got some young receivers. You have George Kittle. You have some cap space. You build up that line a little bit more because the defense is pretty solid. Not, not the best, but solid. You don't have any glaring holes. So if you can fix that O-line a bit, you're pretty set there. That's my thought. Yeah. Uh, I just want to tout JTT one more time, guys. Right? Jonathan Taylor touchdown. We talked about him for a while. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the other guy in this game, but Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Let's roll with this guy. Uh, was our rider? Well, a few of our rider dies at the fourth round this year. Next year, he's going to be first, second round. Uh, running back. Number seven on the year for PBR formatting, 214 yards or 214 points total. And last week, the running back nine, 
scoring you, probably helping you win a championship or getting into that final push. Two touchdowns, 74 yards. Uh, basically, because they quit handing it to him in the second half for no reason. Right? I mean, but just, you love it, though, right? The analysis that we put in at the beginning of the year, and we're going to keep on doing that till the end of the year. Uh, I feel really good about my dynasty trade in our belly-up startup league. Uh, Before the season kicked off, I dealt Derrick Henry in a deal to acquire JTT and David Johnson. I'm pretty happy with that now. For the first half of the year, a little woe. Down the backstretch, man, am I glad I made that deal. JTT is just going to keep growing with that offensive line. It's going to be ridiculous The uh, what he's going to have. So, Tom, why don't you kick us off into the next game? Yeah, it takes us into another one that uh, could get a little ugly here. Las Vegas Raiders at 7-8 and eight, going into Denver, 5-10, and 10, over under 50 and a half. Uh, I'll take the over. Um I mean, the biggest thing I'm going to talk about here, kind of going into into Dynasty into next year, Drew Locke. Uh, I mean, if you listen to the show, you know I was big on Drew Locke going into the season. Uh, obviously, not his best year. Pretty serious regression. Uh, honestly, watching film, I still have faith in him. I still think you know he has the ability. I think he kind of got a knock on his confidence this year. He, he got banged up early. I don't know if he just kind of didn't return to form or what the deal was, but I think that you get an off season to clear his head. And I think he can come back out with that same swagger next year. Those terrible dance moves. And I don't know what he's doing, but he's going to be wrapping put on, on the sideline. Um, I hope it's in Denver. I hope we can see what he can do with this offense at full strength, because this is one of those teams that we were so stoked to see what all these pieces could do together and just never actually got to experience it due to injuries. So um, keep the faith in Drew Locke. Um, as far as this game itself goes, like I said, could get into a bit of a shootout. I think he could have a, you know quite a few passing yards. His biggest issue for fantasy this year that's killed him is turnovers. Does have 14 touchdowns, 15 interceptions this year, and that's not helpful for your uh, fantasy stats. Um, but on the other side, obviously, we're going to see a lot of passing from Las Vegas if it goes this way. Uh, so you guys know who to play at Vegas. We, I'm sure you guys are all going to touch on it. <laughs> well, the first thing I have to just tout real quick, if I'm going to do it real quick, there's six viewers. We're going to have a whole bunch of downloads. I know you all have seen it on Twitter. It's my first season behind the curtain as most of us, all, well, pretty much all of us behind the curtain as fantasy analysts, but – I took the trifecta home this week for Belly Up Fantasy Live and you guys. I took a home league, I took a work league, and I took an industry league down. Industry being only fantasy football podcast hosts were in this league together, and I took it down for us guys. Excuse me. But one of the guys that I used in this game uh, is Darren Waller. The the league that I was in, hosted by Fancy Coach's own Steven Pintada, it was a tight end premium league. Guys, we've talked about stats. We've talked about numbers. We've talked about knowing the rules and utilizing them better than your opponents because that's what we're going to do. We want to talk about numbers. We want to talk about the caveats of the game, and we want ships. We want wins. That's why you listen to us because we're going to help you win. Uh, one of our other listeners has never cracked a playoff season this year, and this year he got second. Love it. We do it all day, every day. 
for our listeners. But Darren Waller, the tight end number two on the year, helped me win this league uh, against other podcast hosts. Along with Josh Jacobs as well, who I will take to the grave as my ride or die. Maybe in redraft it was a bad idea, but in dynasty I'm going to still go with him, and we'll talk about that later. He was the running back nine this year. But Darren Waller, you got to love him. And then you look at Las Vegas with Derek Carr, who had a phenomenal season, but then also Marcus Mariota that came in this year and had a great game and highlighted everybody. What if, Billy, I know this is not your guy, but what if Brock from Iowa State comes in to be a Raider? He kind of fits the mold of Gruden, right? Kind of tough, kind of no-nonsense kind of guy. I kind of like him. Uh, and then the the favorite pick, if it's still there, obviously probably won't, is Kyle Trask could come in for this. Um, on the opposite side of this for Denver, you got to look at Melvin Gordon, Jerry Judy, and like Tom, Ment- Tom mentioned, Drew Locke. Uh, Jerry Judy... He'll probably be a guy that we look at as a sophomore guy, but you got to look at the quarterback first. I'm not going to invest too much in Jerry Judy, but the dude can make people miss out of nowhere. So, uh, Billy, take it over for me, man. I like the Brock Purdy thought. However, I do think the Raiders move on from Derek Carr. Here's why. They can save $19 million moving on, and he hasn't played all that great. He has shown some spurts of playing pretty well, which has kind of been his M.O. period. And I just kind of noticed a little bit of Gruden, just kind of sick of his crap a little bit once in a while. You can kind of read it on his face. Luckily, a couple weeks ago, we got a really good look at Mariota getting thrown into the game, not being prepared as a starter, not ready to go in the game, and came in. And, guys, he kicked ass. If I'm the Raiders, and you know Gruden brought him in for one reason and one reason only, just in case he needed to play the guy. He's a duck. He can move. He can throw. He's a winner. Exactly. He wasn't all that bad in Tennessee. Remember, he beat these Chiefs in the playoff game, caught his own pass for a touchdown. This guy's a playmaker, and he's a football player. Something about Mariota and that offense, I like. It fits, and I think it bodes well for Josh Jacobs moving forward as well. And, man, he sure did let Waller have some beautiful throws. I mean, he was ripping it all over that field. I like Billy, the- you put something on Facebook that was like, man, I really wonder what a team could do if Marcus Mariota was your quarterback and – I don't know. Like Derrick Henry was a running back. What could you do? <laughs> Dude, I lost it. I showed my wife and I was like, because this is real. It's happened. And I've said it a hundred times. Ryan Tannehill just fits in Tennessee, but Mariota was not playing that bad in Tennessee. He's a good quarterback, you guys. And, and Gruden might be just the coach to get him going and, and kind of resurrect his career. But, hey, if they drop Purdy, you're going to get that guy a little bit later in the draft after you get another asset or something for the team. So I don't like, I don't dislike that move either. Uh, this game, however, uh, the Raiders smashed the Broncos last time they played. They, Raiders did, or the Broncos did almost nothing uh, of note on offense. But uh, Josh Jacobs, over 100 yards, two touchdowns. I think that continues. I think they try to keep small ball, just get out of here uh, with a win even up the record there, 8-8, eight and eight, and they're kind of the Broncos' big brother you know, in this division right now, but I'm not too excited about anybody on the Broncos right now today, even though a fan's kind of underachieved this season as well, but I like the Raiders. I like them big in this game. Give me Nelson Aguilar. 
The most, the guy I want the most in this game is Aguilar. Uh, I love Waller. You've covered everything with Waller that I want. On the other side of the ball, Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, both those guys. I am off Jared Judy. Uh, should I say I'm off Sammy Watkins part two? That's what I should say I'm off. That kid has an attitude problem, and I get it. This is a frustrating year, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I've seen enough now to have real concern about Jerry Judy's future in this league, in a dynasty league. I do not deny the talent, but I am now concerned. I don't think he is Cortland Sutton either. I think Sutton is a superior talent to him, at least at this point in their careers. So I see him as the wide receiver too, and I don't think he sees himself that way. And I don't think he's going to tolerate it really well. So that's speaking a little bit for future, but I'm not really on Jerry Judy right now because of this. Um, I'm also really high on Melvin Gordon this week. I think he gets a ton of usage, and I think he has a big day. On the other side, I don't think Jacobs has a big day. I am off Jacobs more so for personal reasons because he tried to troll me and apparently doesn't think my time is worth anything. So when you waste my Sunday mornings when I'm at work, I'm not going to. I'm going to hold that against you. So I am moving all of my Jacobs dynasty pieces because I don't want a troll on my team because I don't want to pay no toll. And if I don't, then I ain't going to get no roll. So, no, I'm not rolling with Josh Jacobs. All right, anything Frank Reynolds. <laughs> Y'all, I want to add anything before we move on to Washington and Philadelphia. So, for me, if this game, if Alex Smith is playing, Washington wins. I think that's how good their defense is. Uh, I do want to see Gibson healthy. I want to see McLaurin healthy. This is all worrisome, all of these banged-ups things, but – Logan Thomas is talented as well. Washington D is unreal. They have not allowed a 20 points scored against them in like four straight. And they did not play chumps when they did that. I'm still not sold on Hertz. I think that the, the jury is out on him yet, but I do like uh, Miles Sanders a little bit this week with some dump offs. He always has that big play potential. No Deshaun Jackson. Don't you dare believe that bullshit. Deshaun Jackson does not need to be on anyone's roster this week. I understand in a tournament in D, uh, any of the DFS, uh, okay, go for it because he has those big game potentials. But no, I'm not going to get tricked. That guy plays three games a year. He has one big one. He's already had a big one. I don't think he's got another one left in him. So I'm not falling for that crap. I hate Deshaun Jackson. Don't be a Deshaun Jackson goof. Don't think that this is going to happen. Yes, he has big play capabilities. But no, it's not going to happen against this defense. Wentz slash Hurts, doesn't matter who's going to be there, isn't going to have time to let that deep ball develop. So for me, no. Um, maybe Miles Sanders, nobody else for Philly. On the other side, if Antonio Gibson starts, Antonio Gibson plays on all my teams. And uh, to me, I know he's not going to win Rookie of the Year, but that guy was Rookie of the Year in my book for what he did with what he had. And the only argument is James Robinson is on the worst team in the league, and he had pretty incredible stuff too. But those are my two rookie of the year guys, and I'm real high on Gibson moving forward. Tom? Yeah. um, I don't know, man. It's just crap. (laughs) Uh, I mean, here's my thing. The Eagles have a lot of issues. It's not the quarterback. It's the team. Um, I mean, quarterback play has been bad, but you look at Jalen Hurts. It's not like he's been the answer. Everyone's big on, oh, he's he's sparked the offense. The guy's still completing 53, 54% of his passes. Uh, you know, 
had two interceptions last week against Dallas. And this week he's going to be running for his life against this Washington front, especially because Washington's going to be playing their absolute asses off to win this division. Because if they lose, then that's pretty much it for them. Unless somehow we get another tie in the division and New York and Dallas, or excuse me, New York and uh, New York and Dallas managed to tie. Um, The one thing I will say is, you know, taking a look at the injuries going into this game, on the Eagles side, you have Jordan Mailata questionable from concussion protocol, left tackle. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the headbutt. That, uh, I forget who it was on the Cowboys, but somebody headbutted him mid-play. That was interesting to say the least. But if he's out, that means the Eagles are then down to right tackle number three and left tackle number four. So that's even worse against this Washington front. Um, and then as far as Washington goes, Alex Smith questionable, Gibson questionable, Terry McLaurin doubtful. Um, the only thing that uh, makes me a little bit nervous is, number one, obviously if Alex Smith doesn't play, I don't trust Taylor Hankey to you know, win this game, let alone lead the team you know, it, for a fantasy uh, perspective. The Eagles also have Jim Schwartz, who said this is a no-hat rule. They will not watch a division rival win their you know division championship hats on their field. So um, we've seen glimpses from the Eagles' defense this year. I don't know if this will be one of them, but it's an ugly game either way. Yeah, uh, 43.5 points in this game. I feel like... Tom, your Eagles are going to pull this out and play spoiler to the Washington Redskins or Washington football team and allow the Cowboys to get in and have Cowboy Nation just be Cowboy Nation. I'm sure everyone's seen the whole everybody dance now, Skip Bayless thing. He's such a fair weather fan. I'm just saying, one guy though that I've learned about because of my guys, Billy and Ryan but that I play enough flagging at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to be super high on always as my new Darren Waller. This is a guy, Logan Thomas, that I was on about every single week on DFS and this show. Logan Thomas has ended up through 16 weeks tight end number five. Uh, I tout that to Ryan and Billy and Tom for helping me look through the looking glass and finding this guy who just had the ability. Uh, we, we talked about Drew Sample at the beginning of the year, but this guy just fit the mold better and was a little bit better overall with the quarterback situation. Logan Thomas, 4.8 touches a game, 72 touches overall, 638 scrimmage yards, five touchdowns total. The PPR tight end number five, a guy that you could have scooped up Last round. I mean, not even the last round, right? Like, just no one even knew who this guy was. But if you listen to us, you could have had him, and he's the tight end five. Along with that, you got Anthony Antonio Gibson, who I was super wrong about. But you listen to my cohorts. They got you right with him. And we're going to keep on doing this in the offseason. One guy that I liked that actually helped me win my home league that Tom's not going to like is Jalen Hurts. The dude played, and he put up fancy points. One game, 34.5 points in my fantasy league for the championship. you got to like that. Hopefully he grows next year. He's probably not 
the end all be all in Philadelphia. And I feel very bad for the Philadelphia Eagle fans. But you got a guy out of Penn State who is extremely good, who is a top 10 elite running back in Miles Sanders. And can we get someone who knows how to use a running back in Philadelphia? Please, just please, because this is a guy that I, at the beginning of the season, everyone heard I had zero exposure to. But by week five, I was finding myself trading for this guy because of the usage, because of the volume, because here at Belly Up Fantasy, we talk about volume. We talk about availability because that's what gets you in to the playoffs. That's what gets you these ships. The only thing you can count on in fantasy is volume and numbers and stats. And Miles Sanders is a guy. If we can get someone who can just call his number. Jesus Christ, Miles Sanders is so good. Just use this guy. Billy, I'm sorry. I, I've been doing this all night, but it's because it's week 17. We've had a whole year to reflect. And now it's like, let's gear it up. Let's gear it up, right? Billy, take over. Tom, Just one quick thing. If you watched the Eagles game last week and you heard the commentators in the first quarter, they said, and I quote, Doug Peterson is a run-first coach. Don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. That's a lie. Don't, don't ever listen to the commentators that are – like there's a couple – like Tony Romo does a pretty good job. But beyond that, a lot of these guys kind of talking out of their ass. They're talking heads, right? Don't take that kind of stuff as the word of gospel because that couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth because Doug Peterson gives up on the run so quickly. So that's where you want to listen. If it's not us, listen to somebody else that actually looks at fantasy football to help you not listen to these guys in the booth. Troy Aikman usually looks high. He, he, he yeah, usually looks high. He, usually, always. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It's crazy. Well, here's my take, you guys. Washington football team, this this trend comes to an end here with Alex Smith unlikely to play. Tyler Heineke going to get the start. little off-the-field drama is never a good thing either when you're chasing the division crown. I just don't like the storm for this Washington football team. Unfortunately, no Terry McLaurin. Logan Thomas is about it, and I just don't know that that's enough. I love Antonio Gibson. Definitely one of my biggest misses coming into 2020. I was on the Bryce Love train, and boy, did I eat my words. I didn't think this kid could move from receiver to running back and do it so well. This kid is really talented. I'm really excited for him. I will definitely be chasing him and redraft next year. However, one name for you guys. I've been touting them all year. Me and Ryan have said we're kind of waiting on that one breakout day. Jalen Rieger, 15 targets in the last two games. He was very excited when Jalen Hurts got the nod. Jalen Rieger is going to have a huge day against this pass defense. And, yeah, Hertz is going to be running for his life. But guess what? He possesses the skill set that we want in a guy that's going to get chased down by this defensive, this defensive front. I think the Eagles upset him, muddy it up. Cowboys sneak in the playoffs. And Marco, our boy Marco, is going to be uh, really loud in our chat next week. Yeah, looking forward to the playoffs. But Miles Sanders coming along good. Him and that Jalen Hurts just changing the offense just a little bit has really kind of sprung him free. I have Miles Sanders in so many places. I've been so frustrated throughout the year. Uh, I know Jalen Hurts isn't big on Tom's list. I like what I've seen. And, and you know, hey, this guy wasn't the starter. He wasn't prepping to be the starter until he kind of just got thrown in here just a few weeks ago. 
give them an offseason, get some pieces fixed. I like what we got there. I think the Eagles win this game. The NFC East, these guys hate each other. This is the this is the most storied division in football. It's why they're prime time, even when no one can even get a damn winning record, we still give a damn who's gonna win this division. Because these are good teams. They fight hard, they get a lot of pub, and they're prideful. You know, these are old teams, they go back. I think the Eagles get it done this week, and I think it's not even close. I think they whip them. Yeah, John, anything out of that? For the record, I don't hate or dislike Jalen Hurts. He's just not the answer for the Eagles. That's that, That's all. Here's the deal if no one understands Tom, because Tom live tweets the Eagles. Tom <laughs> is, from what I've gathered, is a straight-up, like, Eagles fan. Like, oh, yeah. You're a historic Eagles fan, like <laughs> – you're not a player fan. Well, you've got those fans that, that fluff up their team and want to see the good and everybody and everything. And the Eagles fans are some of the, the – that is the most difficult fan base in pro sports. They're so no, you can't be happy with the Super Bowl. Good, bad. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> I mean, these guys booed Santa Claus. I, I think Tom might be the straightest, straightest Eagles fan you're going to find on this planet. He keeps it real, what's going on with this team, week in and week out. And, hey, we thank you for it, Tom. It's very entertaining. Hey, man, um, I, I was at ahead. the biggest bar in Philly when they won the Super Bowl, getting dragged off of a table and kicked out because I was getting so wild. I <laughs> love that team to death. Like, to my dying breath, I will root for the Eagles, whoever it means. But I'll also look at it, you know, kind of step back and say who's really the better option for us but for sure follow me on twitter at belly up tom and you'll be able to see all of that before we do all that ryan one more time the winner of the saint jude belly up bowl give a little bit more detail here in a second but i want to talk about this because the winner of the belly up bowl is getting a huge trophy smack trophy trophy smack guys if y'all have not heard they're all over the place. They're with us as one of our longtime sponsors. They're about to be on Shark Tank on the 8th. They sponsor huge tournaments from Fantasy Pros, from Scott Fish, and then also the Belly Up Bowl from St. Jude. But Trophy Smack, guys, commemorate your league winner in the best possible way. At Trophy Smack creates trophies, belts, and rings with free engraving and shipping and now you can get a free ring with any purchase of a trophy or a belt with promo code BELLYUPTODAY. So if you have not used this for your home league, for a work league, do it. Because not only do you get a trophy or a belt, but you get the customizable ring as well with free engraving. Just use the promo code BELLYUPTODAY, guys. And it's so super easy. But Ryan, Billy, first Ryan... Tout our belly up bowl winner and what do we have for the future of the St. Jude belly up bowl? Once again, Russ J 75 friend of Billy's knows Billy. That's how he got involved. Uh, he took this sucker down. Uh, it was uh, Alvin Kamara week for him. He also had Jeff Wilson. I mean, when you start off that way, it's, it was a huge, Huge thing to overcome for everybody that was behind him. Uh, but he had a great year all year. All of these top 10 guys did. It was really incredible. Uh, so major congrats. And then let's talk 2021 real quick, guys. It's getting bigger, a lot bigger. What we're going to be doing is, again, we'll be back with the 
St. Jude Belly Up Bowl. That'll be bigger next year. We're also going to be doing stuff like a guillotine series. We're going to do an auction tournament. We're going to do a best ball tournament. We're going to have eliminators with where all of y'all can pick against us for the eliminators. If you're not familiar with that, we're going to explain more of that. But it's where you pick teams to win and you can't reuse the same teams. We're also going to do a pick them where you can pick against us for the teams that week. I'm pretty sure we're going to do it against the spread, but I'm not 100% on that yet. But you, come on, come play us. You want to play us? We're giving you an opportunity to come test your metal, take what we're showing you and use it, use it against us. We want to see it because we're going to be any way that there is to compete in fantasy sports. We're doing it next year. We're hosting it. We're setting it up. We want to get into everything next year. We had such a good time. was so successful doing the belly up bowl. So we're going to be going crazy together next year in every format that you can think of. We're going to be hosting it. So feel free to holler at us or uh, you can holler at me specifically if you want, but you can holler at any one of us to get involved in this stuff. I'm making a list. I'm I'm going to be checking it twice. Everybody who wants to get into the belly up bowl, let's get it going. Let's get our auction league going. Let's get our best ball league going. Let's get all of these things going because we are going to be, there is going to be a lot going on. I'm really excited. I want to be drafting now, uh, but I'll stay, I'll stay a little patient. But we are going to be getting more leagues, more money for St. Jude's, more money for the winners. We are going to be doing it big next year, and we want you guys to be a part of it because uh, if you're not, you're missing out. Ryan, what are you working on right now? I am building a statistical database that is as big of a thing. It's the by far the largest project I've ever done. It's going to be my baby when it's all said and done. But it's going to take anybody who's made a fantasy stat in the last three years are going to have it documented. I'm going to break it down with all of the relevant fantasy stats. And then I'm going to give you an entire list of all of the stats where you would need to any number you want to get to, I'm going to get you there. I'm not going to have 150 different stats, but I'm going to have every stat needed to get to every other stat that you want. So it's going to be a hefty project. It's it's taking a lot of time, but I'm excited about it. And we are going to have a legitimate statistical database rivaling pro football ref, rivaling the – it is going to have what you need for fantasy. I'm not going to be telling you – the stuff you don't need. Cause this is going to be a lot of information. It's going to be hours worth of information to look through, but there will be a database with snap count fantasy points per snap fantasy points or snaps per game. You can extrapolate these things into uh, fantasy points per target, fantasy points per catch, fantasy points per rush, fantasy points per everything is going to be all there in one neat little package that it's, it's going to be, really exciting it's going to make your life easier to study fantasy i'm so not going to be saying is you're going to make my life a lot easier for season two as i'm looking through this database and giving our listeners numbers that you have put your time and effort into so they don't have to right i'm going to do all the groundwork for you guys yeah, it's, you won't have to look 50 different places to get all your fantasy stats. There's going to be one place, and it's all going to be there. You don't have to go everywhere else. I'm tired of going everywhere else. I'm tired of going to PFRF. I'm tired of coming here to get this stat, there to get that stat. I want to consolidate all the fantasy stats into one place. So, oh God, I don't have to go search for which one is this, which one is that. It's all going to be there. I'm stoked. 
it's just gonna be the ultimate weapon for it's again it's not gonna be like my opinions it's not gonna be my takes it is going to be stats on stats on stats and then i'm gonna start inventing new stats because i am tired of trying to do that ryan this is something i alluded to earlier uh billy and tom and i were talking last night while you and your wife were enjoying a fine movie which you definitely deserve billy Enlighten Ryan what we were talking about. So I know we talked earlier in the year, Ryan, about kind of developing our own metric, kind of a stock up, stock down. You kind of did in an article. So when I was combing through your stuff, I thought, man, I think I could take all this information and develop a metric that could give a grade or, or a, a, a number metric to people to see all these stats in one for when they go sit down at a table and draft to compare to players. Taking all those things, instead of combing through all these stats, taking all that information – get an algorithm written to where, you know, this guy's number is better than this guy's number. And with the years of data that you've compiled, we can even go back and prove that this metric is proven as we taper, mm. as we prep for our, yeah. so that's why I'm not <laughs> your work come to life for belly up. And I can't wait till you get done with your work so I can just get a hold of it and start doing some fun stuff with it, man. Uh, we didn't yeah, want to, keep you but I definitely wanted to, you know, kind of make sure you were cool with it everything else. But I'm really excited to do do my math stuff that I love to do, the number junkie part of it that I love to make your work come to life, man. So we got yeah. some going to belly up. This is a hell of a team, you guys. You, you know, us four, we're doing some things, guys. Keep it close. Keep your eye on us. We're doing it. We're bringing some ships. Yes, sadding. What, what do you think about that, Ryan? I saw you get a – That's going to be dope. What are we going to call it? The, the belly we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll get that going. But yeah, dude, uh, I can't wait to do this. Tom, man, this is going to be super fun in the offseason for all four of us. We're going to be covering the, the, the draft here pretty soon. But Tom, let everyone know what the four of us are going to do with two of our guys here at Belly Up because all four of us are company men. We love Belly Up Sports. We love the opportunity they give us. We love the platform they give us to do what we can. Uh, obviously, we're their fantasy guys, uh, and we're going to do whatever we can for them. But what are we going to do here pretty soon with uh, two of our other counterparts on the belly-up side? Yeah, so if you guys don't know any of the other shows on the belly-up network, which there are a ton of great ones, uh, one of the ones that we're pretty close with uh, is the Corner Booth podcast. Kevin... Um, and you know, these guys are hilarious. They're a good time. Uh, basically come Super Bowl, we're going to have a big crossover episode, um, mixing ourselves with them. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Like I said, you know, we've said it once, we'll say it a million times. We're keeping this rolling right through the off season. There's a lot of stuff for us to cover. Um, I think that's going to be a good time episode. Everyone just kind of hanging out, uh, talking about what this season has been and, and what we can expect for, uh, next year. Yeah, I'm really excited about who's going to be in the Super Bowl. And these two guys, if y'all have never seen Corner Booth Podcast, there's actually three of them now. But these guys are wild, man. Uh, they take it a little bit different than we do. Obviously, we we take the fancy aspect. They're more eye test guys. So they're telling you what they see. And if it's right, wrong, or indifferent, we can talk about it all. Because at the end of the day, numbers and stats don't lie. Right, right? So that's what we'll talk about. But Corner Booth. Belly Up Fancy Live. It's going to be super fun. Check us out for the Super Bowl. And then, obviously, for us four, we're going to be taking it into the offseason. We're going to be talking about Dynasty. We're going to talk about 
a lot of different things. We're going to be talking about redraft because that's a big deal. Everyone's in redraft, and that's what you got into fantasy football for. We're going to tell you where to take these guys in the offseason because we're going to do a lot more research than we did last year. Then we're going to help you with dynasty leagues that we're all in because all of us are in dynasty leagues, one being the Ryder Bowl, who Billy had a really good showing in, and he's not been talking about it much. We'll talk about it here soon. But trade values, where you're taking these guys, how their age affects things, right? Like you got a running back who's 26 26 years old in Zeke, but you got a 26-year-old running back in Todd Gurley. Two different dynamics. Crazy. You got Travis Kelsey, who is 32 years old, ending the end of his contract. Where do you value him versus Darren Waller? We're going to help you with all this moving forward in fantasy because fantasy football never stops depending on what league you're in. You got to keep on pushing and we're going to help you out. Um, we, we win ships. We do it all for you. Um, obviously follow us on all sorts on all forums of social media. And we have a new, uh, I guess, Twitter account and also Facebook account just specifically for our podcast. We have interns that will be helping us starting the 11th. Keep keep it moving with us, guys. Keep following us. Um, rock and roll. I don't know what else I can say. Very thankful for everyone who's watched us, everyone who has participated in the Belly Up Bowl. Get with myself, Tom, Ryan, and Billy to sign up for next year because it's going to be even bigger and better. Um, and then I can't tell you about year three, but year two is going to be huge for us. So get into the belly up bowl, get into some donations for the Saint for St. Jude, because there's nothing better than that really in my mind. And that's why we chose them. So guys, thankful for everybody who's watched us. Thank you for all of our sponsors. Thank you for listening to us the entire season. We will come back for the Super Bowl and check in with you guys. I, I don't know what else to say except shit, guys. I love our listeners and our viewers. So from us at Belly Up Fantasy Live, we'll see y'all here soon. Let's rock and roll. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.